you build me up Wrestlemania week just to let me down And mess me around But wait, this is not the foundations Do not adjust your radio sets, folks This is the Shoot Brothers Podcast Hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, And Cameron, Wrestlemania week, Osborne Boom <laughs> And that's where we are, folks That's what it is Because it's not just a weekend It is a week of Wrestlemania festivities uh, and one of the most important shows is the one you're listening to right here. I already mentioned it. We're the Shoot Brothers. We are the Shoot Brothers, and this is the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. You are right, Mike. After the longest year in professional wrestling, we are back. <laughs> we are here. Uh, we're standing and delivering. We're on our pirate ship. Um, yeah. It's mania. That's really all. That's really all that we can kind of say. I mean, of course, uh, uh, we got two nights of this again. Yeah. We got fans coming back for the first time. First time in over a year. Possibly cardboard cutouts of other fans. We don't know. We still mm-hmm. don't know. Is mess- WrestleMania? Yeah. <laughs> this is the biggest surprise season uh, of the year, and actually, you know, the 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 end of. The professional wrestling year. Of course, we will pick up next again on Monday, but, you know, the end of the road. This is the end of the road. Yeah. But, you know, if they do have cardboard cutouts, you know who's got to be up there front row? CM Punk? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) you mean uh, Green Shirt Guy? Well, him too, but uh, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Natalia's father, since we've okay. already got the cutout ready. We are the cutout. Well, they got the stencil ready the stencil, to go. Yeah. You know, we can Just put it boom. on a table. We can put it on a cardboard. It really doesn't she matter. She can cry and celebrate. Like, Daddy! You know what? You're here. The, uh, the green shirt guy has really been the forgotten kind of hero of, uh, of professional wrestling over the past, uh, over the past year. He's probably yeah, saved I, so much money, uh, but then again, not like he needed it because he can clearly afford these <laughs> I mean, things. Yeah, we don't know his. I still want. I want like a WWE network. Yeah, where's the WWE guy. 24 on that guy? <laughs> but that- <laughs> I, I would put money down right now that he's. If this is a prop bet, I'm gonna say green shirt guy will be there both nights this weekend. There you have it. Wow, that's a, that's a that, that was a great way to kick off the bets, of course. We have, bet. in the second half of the show, we're going to go over the Mania card. Of course, we're going to go over Stand and Deliver and the various bets that go along with that. But we have some more wrestling action to get to uh, before we get to that. So let's actually start off with um, crowning a new champion with this week's Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. Yeah. It's the tweet of the week. <laughs> what can I? What much? What else can I say about this particular performer? Uh, they've never won. Um, they've never won this prestigious championship before. Okay. They've never done that. Uh, however, they are a six-time world champion. Huh. You know, they are a uh, former intercontinental champion, a former tag team. Uh, champion, and hey, even a record-setting three-time Royal Rumble winner. Oh, this week's Sweetie Champion goes up to none other than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stunning Steve Austin, you might even call it, with those blonde locks. Do you think he's bald-bald? <laughs> like, he has to shave so. his head? Okay, that makes about sense. But earlier on in the week, Stone Cold Steve Austin set the wrestling world ablaze. And he tweeted, hell yeah. I'm not going to do the voice. (laughs) I'm not even going to try. He says, hell yeah. No fooling around here. You're going to get it. 
Chris Jericho joins Steve Stone Cold Steve Austin on the next Broken Skull session premiering Sunday, April 11th uh, on WWE Network. Immediately following WrestleMania. Immediately following WrestleMania turns off. This yeah. turns on. Of course, this was affirmed by WWE, who then furthered that statement. And Chris Jericho himself, who said the forbidden door has been opened again. That's right. A former <laughs> AEW champion and current AEW employee, Chris Jericho, uh, will be on uh, the Broken Skull Sessions. I've never watched one of these things before. You're damn right I'm going to watch this one. Yeah, this this is spicy. Um, and no, they're usually well done. They're usually pretty unfiltered. Like Austin asks whatever the hell he wants. I, I think it's a safe bet you're going to hear the words, the letters AEW brought up at least once. The letters. Just hearing the <laughs> letters is like, wow. Yeah. Stone Cold Jericho. I mean, that's huge. A current AEW wrestler. Who would have guessed this would happen? But honestly, I mean, obviously it's not about wrestling, but still, this is big. You know, the stories have come out since, uh, or interviews with uh, Stone Cold talking about uh, how he was able to convince Vince McMahon to do this. Of course, you know, because the Broken Skull Sessions is a WWE thing. Uh, he had sent, a, tw- he had sent a, a message out to Stone Cold like, hey, I had this idea. Or sorry, he sent a message out to Vince saying like, hey, I had this idea. And Vince responds by saying, yeah, that's fine. And Stone Cold says, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he understood what I was saying. <laughs> I yeah. want to have Chris Jericho on the show. Vince is like, yeah, that's fine. He yeah. was still Thumbs skeptical. <laughs> he, I don't think he understands what I'm trying to say. Uh, so, I mean, you know, the dirt sheets will let us know if Vince McMahon actually knows what's going on. Uh, but until then, I mean, it must be filmed already. They were already in the room. So it's clearly being filmed. Yeah, I think I've filmed. seen like a screenshot of it. So. Yeah. Uh, or maybe I think maybe Vince either he's maybe he's just that arrogant. He's like, oh, no one gives a shit about AEW anyway. <laughs> no one gives a shit about Chris Jericho anyways. It's like it's like TNA. It's AEW. It's the same thing. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, but yeah, there way, you have it. If, if, definitely. If WrestleMania week couldn't be any more exciting, this is really just the icing on the cake. This is the cherry on top uh, to this long week of professional wrestling. Yeah, I'll definitely be checking that out as well. Well, let's get into the week then, shall we? Yeah. Because we, we we should tarry no further uh, because we do have a lot of important things to get to. Now, this isn't quite a go-home for the entire company, uh, but we do have to uh, run back to Friday because we got some SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Well, you know what? I think we kind of can call this the go home. It because... felt like it. <laughs> and because they announced that this Friday SmackDown is going to be WrestleMania SmackDown, right? Which I guess just meant, so of course we're getting the Andre the Memorial Battle Giant Royal. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're, getting... we're getting that that cluster. Yeah, that and the uh, SmackDown tag title Fatal 4-Way. Yeah, so it's, I mean, and between those two things, I mean, fuck, you could just kind of make it the whole thing. I think they're doing, I think they're eliminating the pre-show because they want WrestleMania to kick off with like a big bang, the crowd, first crowd back, no pre-show, no bullshit. Let's just get right into the matches. So I think these two matches probably would have been the pre-show for night one and two. So they're just throwing it on SmackDown instead. And if you're attending the event, I can't think of a I can't think of a professional wrestling show where, or you know, more than people will want to be there on fucking time. Yeah, 
You know, exactly. so why kind of? And I'm sure extra time this year because of all the protocols getting in and shit. Why and pull our chain States. for an hour? It's like no, Mania starting at eight, bro. Mania is starting at eight. But anyway, so yeah, you're right. This could be kind of like the feeling of this, uh, of this um, go home show for SmackDown, which is great. And who better to kick off uh, this week's SmackDown uh, than our our Royal Rumble winner? Edge kicking off the show with that uh, evil tilting his head down, looking up above <laughs> his eyes look, which uh, He's got the crazy eye. Th- that's this is the look of a man who will do whatever he wants or has yeah. to. Whenever he gets real serious, he like opens his eyes a bit and talks and with his mouth, furrows like, his mouth brow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, do your edge <laughs> face. Uh, everyone's got a good edge face. But yeah, he comes out, he starts cutting a promo on Daniel Bryan and Roman and the WrestleMania main event, um, and he's just being more heelish, calling Bryan a weasel, things like that. <laughs> yeah. But, but no interruptions, he just got his whole promo out. Uh, he, um, yeah, that's exactly it. Edge, you know, I mean, this is our full kind of heel turn. Promo ends, and he heads up the ramp. Hell yeah. Certainly, the story arc, I'm sure, feels a lot similar to Batista's 2014 run you know yeah, uh definitely. you know uh, he, he his return and win overshadowing the success of daniel bryan uh but you know i mean we have the leader of the less the yes movement the tribal chief and the rated r superstar i mean on nicknames alone this is a head this is the main <laughs> event uh yeah yeah they got some good names uh, Chad Gable and Mr. Otis come out, just cut a promo talking about alphas, and they're going to win the SmackDown titles, which we said will be defended next week, so, uh, yeah, then I think we bring out a bunch of more guys, have a big eight-man tag, mm-hmm. the, the, the eight guys from the title match, you know what we're doing here, so, same old thing, we're getting hyped up, uh, Otis hits a big splash, gets a three count, so, Alpha Academy looks strong. The heels, and, the heels take the win. Yeah, and I think pretty much any of these teams uh, should win, except for Dolphin Rude. So yeah, so Dolphin week. Rude should not retain. <laughs> That's the yeah. only thing that really matters here. Yeah, so uh, change the belts next Friday. Gable and Otis feel <laughs> hot coming into this, though. Yeah, they've actually been doing a decent job building them. Otis is no longer goofy. I mean, Mandy Rose was on this show, and they didn't even cross paths, so he's laser-focused. How quickly we forget. Yeah, I know the crowd never even got to see them kiss live. I know that would have been the uh, that would have <laughs> been like the equivalent of the best friends hugging each other. You know where the camera mm-hmm. like pans back really quickly. <laughs> we would have gotten uh, that kind of treatment, but we never we never quite did. We never got it. Corey Graves is in the ring to mediate this face to face between Cesaro, Seth Rollins, who once again another new snazzy suit. He must have spent a lot on. Yeah, who do you think who do you think pays for the suits? Like the performer, or do you think Vince pays for the suits? I think for the most part, it's on the performer, I, unless they like need something specific for a segment. I mean, these are some particularly nice looking suits. Yeah, but they're like also like flashy and unique. Like they're like tie, this one was like a tie dye. Tie dye. Uh, anyways, they're hyping up their match. Rollins gets all pissy, starts yelling at Cesaro. Uh, Tells him to take a swing, but Seth just walks away all flustered. Saving his <laughs> saving face, I guess. Cesaro's over. 
I, no, uh, I'm excited for the crowd reaction of having Cesaro in a singles match at WrestleMania coming in hot. Too. Yeah, they've done a good job these last few months of kind of putting, you know, he, as of 2020, he did nothing. Now he's actually doing something this year. Yeah, there was a few too many, uh, like, cheesy swing jokes. I think they're yeah. in there. I don't remember. The, I don't remember them in particular, but there was like three. So I feel. Like, I feel like that was too many. Maybe two too yeah, many. Yeah, really. It's kind of yeah. The jokes themselves weren't funny, but uh, the fact that Rollins is like so afraid of the swing is kind of funny. Yeah. Or not afraid, just like he feels like it's embarrassing to get hit with it. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, backstage, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, they're with Reginald, and they just blow past Carmella. And Nia's like, hey, you treated Reggie bad, and walks off. So they never even really broke up, did they? They just kind of, I don't know. Reggie, he's uh, uh, he's just hopping all over the place, literally. And Yeah, I'm trying to think, because Ellsworth, when Ellsworth got canned from Natalia, he sort of stayed that way. He didn't latch on to anybody. Or sorry, not Natalia, uh, Carmella. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't latch on to anybody else, I don't think. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, then he just did his own thing, like with fighting with AJ Styles and shit. Or maybe that was before. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Too much Reggie. Yeah, the whole thing feels weak. <laughs> uh, Shayna Baszler takes on Natalia. They have a short match. Uh, they just both go for the pins. They're reversing each other. And Natalia is the one who ends up pinning Shayna down for the three count. So big upset for the kitty cat. Meow. <laughs> I mean, this, but, is still, uh, this is still the biggest mess in recent years, though, right? Uh, which part? This whole thing. Shayna Baszler? The people involved, the <laughs> championship, they're all supposed to be sought after, you know, all, they're all supposed to be seeking the addition of a man for no reason. Like, this is still, like, yeah, Natalia beats Shayna, sure. Fucking Nia beats Bianca, sure. It's still the biggest mess we have heading into the show of shows. Yeah. And they want to add more to it so that everyone just starts running out. So people who aren't even on this brand, Dana and Mandy, Lana and Naomi, big brawl, which uh, we expect is leading to this big woman's tag title stuff that we wanted. That will get, uh, yeah, I'm sure because they have to. Oh, my God. So odd. So bizarre. <laughs> what's Shotzi uh, doing? Let's go. Let's, let's, let's check out. Let's well, check out. I can't wait for that stand and deliver to see these uh, things actually matter. Uh, well, we did see Carmella one more time backstage when. Billy Kay gives her the resume and she accepts it. So maybe Billy Kay will get something. I don't know. Billy Kay for Mania? Probably not. Probably not, no. Uh, Sami Zayn, speaking of nice suits, he's dressed in a real nice suit. This was like, I don't know, what what color would you describe it? It was like oil reflection in water. Oh, I was going to say it was, uh, yeah, it, oil and water. <laughs> you know what I That's mean? actually not bad. That was actually the way it shimmered <laughs> in the light. Yeah. Like, like it it's like gold, but it looked like oil and water. But it had like water. a purple, rainbowish yeah, yeah. oil and water. Hmm. <laughs> Anyways, the reason he's all dressed up, he's got his hair slicked back. Uh, he's got the red carpet rolled out as the limousine arrives and his special guest, Logan Paul, is here. Uh, so Sammy comes down to the ring. He's got... Everything's set up for the big reveal, the premiere of the trailer for his documentary, which he hypes up, brings out the guest of honor, Logan. They sit in their little director chairs. Um, Yeah, Sammy just rants about the conspiracy. And anyways, we roll the footage. Very well put together. Uh, Yeah, 
Justice for Sammy coming soon. That's what it's called. Is that? Or do you think they're gonna put it on the uh, on the network or something? I hope so. I mean, they they had all this footage that we hadn't seen before, shot like backstage and with other people. So I hope they put something together. Yeah, I feel like they could. Snow skin. No I mean, skin they gave Elias anyways. a whole album. They can do this. Elias right? has an album. Yeah. No way. I didn't know that. Is <laughs> I think it, it came out a while is ago. Is it pretty bad? He has like two albums now, doesn't he? <laughs> what? This is all news I to me. So. Maybe like EPs, like six songs each. Yeah. But still. Remember, I don't remember last year when he kept singing that song and he was promoting it. I can never tell what's a song I mean, and what's <laughs> him making fun of the local sports team. So. Uh, well, anyways, uh, Sammy, Logan, Sammy's all excited and he invites him to join him again for WrestleMania. So Logan Paul's like, all right. And then, uh, but he tells him that Kevin Owens approached him in the locker room and so he's all mad. Owens appears, hits him with a stunner. But then Owens walks past Logan Paul and kind of shoves him a bit on the way by. So I think this is going to lead to uh, some heel Logan Paul helping Sammy in the match. Well, yeah, if you're um, if you're paying Logan Paul to appear on your television, you're gonna kind of get you're gonna get your both appearances, you know. Yeah. Maybe he he's too him. much money for just for one appearance, you know. Maybe he'll he'll uh, he drops the price a bit if it's a twofer. <laughs> I could see him swinging a kendo stick at Kevin Owens or something. Hit him in the back. Yeah. That's yeah. A physical involvement. Not yeah. taking a bump, but giving a bump. Hmm. Or giving a shot. Giving a shot of sorts, yeah, and then running away. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, up next, Carmella, who we haven't seen in a while. She was all over the show this night. Uh, she was in a match against Bianca Belair. Um, but, you know, thankfully they're not going to let Belair lose this close to Mania, right? Hopefully not. <laughs> but again, this whole thing has been off the wild. Yeah, but luckily Bianca gets a hold of Carmella, hits the kiss of death, gets the win. And then afterwards, Sasha appears in this full bodysuit, looking like a superhero. And then she just kind of grabs Belair on the shoulder, but doesn't take a swing. So it's kind of weird. She's just like, hey, it's me. And then she just sneaks off. Yeah, the suit looked great. No, I I think the whole segment, well, (laughs) that doesn't matter in terms of what's happening for WrestleMania, right? It it turns the segment from a two to a three for me. A two to a three. That's a huge jump. Yeah, yeah, from a 40% to a... Or from up, yeah, Uh, 20%, 30%. (laughs) Carmella got way too much offense in. They're like on to the Royal Rumble winner, right? Well, she did kind of sneak her during the entrance, to get the advantage. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is just a Sneak great. Uh, this is just a great fifty-fifty booking. Just a yeah. classic fifty-fifty booking right here. I mean, three out of ten, still not a good grade. So that's. I think that is a <laughs> failing grade, actually. For right before WrestleMania, yeah. This this whole this whole thing has been very poorly built. Especially, um, well, yeah. Well, there, you know, this was, uh, you know, now an instance. It was, or at least it was the only instance on this show where it was like the person, somebody, she's not involved. In WrestleMania, Carmella. Yeah, yeah, she's not right now. So like, you, I feel like you don't have to be on the show then, unless they really are gonna go with Billy Kay and Carmella and sneak them into that tag team turmoil. But then but, even so, wouldn't I we? Mean, wouldn't we? Yeah. Th- why did we throw her into this match? You know, I don't know. Yeah, really. very weird. I guess at the very least, Belair gets a win. A lot of weird things going up around there at the uh, at Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah. No, the women's uh, the women's feuds have not been built well. All three women's uh, belts right now are just whack. Yeah. Uh, speaking of whack, King Corbin, he cuts a little promo. So I think I was 
I thought maybe they dropped the king, but I was wrong. He's still the king. Yeah, that was too. That was too bad. That yeah, was unfortunate. not my king. <laughs> not not my king. Anyways, backstage throughout the night, I think there's Paul Heyman and Edge. They're having words. So uh, and they say, "Hey, we want the same thing. It should be you one on one with Roman." Uh, and that little bastard Brian snuck his way in. So, um, anyways, just heels being heels, working together, plotting together, possibly. Uh, but the main event, once again, these two, uh, Daniel Bryan taking on Jey Uso in a street fight. Okay. So, you know, we just get more great work from these guys. They've had a lot of good stuff recently. So, chair shots. Uh, we get a steel chain at one point. Guys are hitting each other with chains. Um, Uso hits the Uso splash, but Bryan kicks out of that. And then he grabs a hold of the chain, starts beating Uso with it. And then he applies the yes lock, gets the tap out victory. But right after, he rolls right out of the ring, runs over, hits Edge with a flying knee, and just starts slamming him into the ring post. Then he marches on over to Reigns. Reigns throws us off his chair at him, but Brian ducks that, hits another big running knee on him, puts the yes luck on Reigns on the ramp, until officials come out and break it up. So Brian, just standing tall over both men to end the show here. You know, uh, hoping that uh, history can repeat itself. Who knows? It'll, uh, we'll see. Yes, but uh, but Daniel Bryan's right. No, he's not just some guy who schemed his way into into a title shot. You know, I mean, when we saw him at the cha- he outlasted the chamber and then had to take on uh, Roman last time. Uh, he outlasted Uso today and then still took both guys out. Yeah, you know, he's earned his shots, and he hasn't gotten a fair one yet. So hopefully, I mean, Sunday night. Yeah, certainly uh, my favorite part about SmackDown in the past uh, few months, uh, especially on this show, it felt like everything felt a little underwhelming for that go-home show, like you said, but this uh, anything Daniel Bry- anything that Daniel Bryan's involved with never disappoints. Yeah, never. no, I think uh, for the most part, the Universal title one's been the only really consistently well-booked feud going into the WrestleMania weekend. Certainly the one that I think that has the most interest. Yeah, yes. The most eyes on the prize, too. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. But that was it. The SmackDown before the WrestleMania SmackDown. That was our go-home SmackDown, I guess. Yeah, we're going to get this, uh, I guess, so what, next week on SmackDown is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and then the uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Yeah. Uh, But no, yeah, no women's Battle Royal. Yeah, I think that's probably just been erased. Was there two of them? Did we did we get two of them in there? Uh, yeah, two at least two. I think Naomi won one, and I can't remember who won the other one. Oh yeah, Naomi won it. Yeah, you're right. Yep, you're right. Yeah, yep, you're, yep, 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 yep. I think before they had NXT woman in, and now that they have NXT with their tag division, they kind of want to keep them separated. Maybe so. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good Not point. That's a good point. Well, not that we need that anyways. I mean, I personally am not banking on it. No. They didn't even have a... I mean, they had a trophy, but it wasn't anything. It wasn't Andre. Uh, <laughs> Hardy? What? Matt Hardy won it last time? The women's battle roll? Oh, sorry. No, I thought you said the men's one. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. Okay. Anyways, let's move along here. Sure. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess that was the end of the show. So let's move on to uh, Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. 
This is the go home show. This is the actual go home show. Yeah. So, of course, we got to get Drew McIntyre coming out. He's angry. He's got his leather jacket over his kilt. So that's how you know he's angry. We don't <laughs> see him with leather on that much. Yeah, because it's a weird look. It's a weird look to wear <laughs> leather, a leather jacket, and a kilt. Yeah. But anyways, he's fired up. Cuts a promo on Bobby Lashley and the big title match coming up Saturday. Uh, so Bobby and MVP come out. They give their rebuttal. It's almighty time. And everyone goes back and forth until Baron Corbin comes out. He starts threatening Drew and they're going to have a match later. Which is great. Which is great. Um, King Corbin also using his... Uh, is it great? Well, you know, this is his second uh, use of the wildcard rule. You know, he is still well He's within... burning through them. He is still well within his uh, his rights as a, as a WWE superstar. He is burning through them, though. No, oh, was, it, was it supposed to be five two. total? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Order? I don't know. Either way, he's going through them. Two, two in a row. Two in a row there. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, that was a thing. So we'll come back. To uh, <laughs> Xavier Woods takes on AJ Styles, and then everything was going all right. But on the outside of the ring, Kofi Kingston just starts yelling at Omos and just chucks a microphone at him hard. I think it breaks the damn thing. But uh, Omos, he's a tough guy. Just bounces off his chest, and he just. Power walks towards Kofi, who slides away through the ring, and all this causes distractions for AJ, so Xavier Woods rolls him up because of three count. The most devastating move in sports entertainment, right? The roll-up. All it uh, takes is three. Pardon? All it takes is three seconds. Uh, you're a winner. All it takes, or, you know, or two and a half if you're Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. I rolled up my dog and I pinned him down for the three count. Just a quick one. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's why, you know, uh, titles have been won on the most dangerous move in sports entertainment, the roll-up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Necessary? Probably not. Good? Maybe. Funny? Okay. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, but yeah, high hopes, uh, or at least, yeah, higher hopes for this, uh, for almost going into uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is one uh, where I'm still I'm looking forward to the match just for the sake of to see what he can do. Okay, yeah, me too, certainly. Uh, but one thing that I think we're all not really well, anyways, let's just Braun Strowman comes out. He's cutting a promo, and they lower the cage just so he can cut a promo. I don't know why they always do this. Like when they have the ladder too for the they hang the money in the bank for the money in the bank promo. It's just so they can, just see. so they can talk about the ladder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't get it. So, anyways, he's Braun. He's saying, I'm all heroic. And he tries to stand up against bullies. And this is for anyone that's ever been called stupid. So, uh, anyways, Shane comes out, calls him stupid. And Elias and Riker <laughs> come out. That's pretty much it, right? This whole promo, I think, was based on Brains versus Braun. Uh, <laughs> or this whole thing, this whole thing. I mean, the whole feud. That's what it comes down to. Is that one little use of bronze? Yeah, it was the one. Name. It's that one. They've they've been pushing this pun for a month and a half now. Get it? it feels like three brains months. versus brawn. You're yeah. brawn, and then it actually makes me think. Remember, when, uh, like the other week, there was like his report card. Yeah. It almost like 
makes it worse from a kayfabe point of view. It makes you almost realize more that they picked the name Braun Strowman because he is Braun. Like, because he has a lot of strength and he's big. <laughs> it almost, yeah. like, brings I mean, I never, more... I never... It brings more awareness to why he's named something. I'm like, wait. <laughs> I never did think of it that way until this until this feud yeah it's like uh, we were thinking it was just a coincidence that his name is also (laughs) a word used to define something large uh yeah it was kind of uh you know pulling the uh pulling the whatever pulling something back pulling something back the veil maybe (laughs) yeah uh well well he's out here though he's gonna have a handicap match against elias and Riker, because why not but thankfully it's not too long he uh Hits a couple power slams and pins both men at the same time. So hey, choo choo. Yeah, I also they, don't did, like, they didn't play the. They train thank this God week, they didn't play the choo choo thing. I was just about to. I, was I don't think just he even left the ring to say that. <laughs> but well, they played at WrestleMania. Prop bet. <sighs> Fuck, I don't, I don't, I don't care to know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, he's in the cage, so hopefully. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Ta- I'm gonna go take a piss when they're uh, during that match, and then uh, I'll come back and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Shane O'Mac. He always comes out with a custom WrestleMania jersey. Maybe it'll be Brains O'Mac this year. Brains, Brain O'Mac? Yeah, that's uh, that's actually pretty good. That was actually a pretty good one. Yeah, the Brain (laughs) O'Mac and Braun Strowman. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But the Bad Bunny and Damian Priest pull up in this sharp $3 million, $3.6 million Bugatti uh, was it owned or is it leased? I don't know. But either way, you want to take good care of that thing. Mm-hmm. I sure uh, hope nothing bad happens to it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's safe to park it here in front of all these angry dudes that fight backstage all the time. Because certainly so. Bad Bunny is a big <laughs> fan of WWE, which means that he was watching WWE programming at approximately this time last year, one week, two weeks, maybe before WrestleMania. And he saw the beautiful gift that Colin Jost and Michael Che gave to uh, gave to Braun Strowman. Remember that really nice red sports car? He saw that, that? and he was like, you know what? I, 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 that car was treated with so much respect and so much due diligence that I am going to bring an equally as expensive vehicle uh, and put it right here. But, you know, Bad Bunny's a young. I think he's like 23 years old. He's a kid. So, you know, certainly he doesn't remember uh, limos being filled with cement. He doesn't remember uh, Stone Cold's monster truck driving over things. He doesn't remember Kofi splashing like whole cans of paint onto a NASCAR uh, if we can remember that event from fear. Yeah, you know, Bad Bunny's recent WWE knowledge doesn't remember those types of events. No, so he's comfy. He's so gone. To he go has ch- no problem parking his car backstage. Yeah, he's gone to go kick it somewhere. Uh, but that gives ample opportunity for Miz and Morrison. Like uh, Bugs Bunny characters, they sneak over to the car with paint cans and... They just go to town. They get their brushes out, just start painting things all over this. Bunny pictures. Hey, hey, hop, hop. They sign their names on it, which is foolish. Now everyone's going to know it was them. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, they run off. The deed's done. And Bad Bunny comes back to discover his vandalized car. He is steamed. And then to add injury to insult, Ms. Moe just jump him from behind. and uh, They slam his head into a lesser expensive Nissan, which is parked Right beside the Bugatti, and that yes. and that was part of the put down. You know, we're not we're gonna smash you against a Nissan, not a Bugatti. Well, I think the Bugatti didn't want to take a bump. 
three million dollar. Uh, I was uh, I was personally <laughs> underwhelmed by the van the act of vandalism which occurred just because we have seen cars being destroyed in so many more fashions. Uh, remember the time Brock Lesnar just flat out ripped off like, like the door of a car and chucked it at yeah. somebody? We've he seen cars. The crowd. We've seen cars be destructed in so many ways, and then we see Miz and Morrison essentially with like a palette of water paint, and then kind of like very like you know listfully painting their names on a car. Just in the grand scheme of d- destruction. And motivation for destruction. It would have been nice to see uh, maybe this car, you know, gotten shit kicked out of it. <laughs> well, I think uh, perhaps this is his actual car. And <laughs> yeah. He, and he's like, I'm committed, but I'm not that committed. I'm not that committed, guys. Yeah. Unless we can do some sort of insurance fraud here. Uh, but anyways, let's move on. Because we got this tag team match we were promised last week. Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax taking on Asuka and Rhea Ripley. But I don't think it's for the title. It it, w- really it wasn't, which yeah, I, thought I thought last, last week, week it was. It was. Yeah, the, yeah, I don't know if where they turned it into not though. Maybe they changed their minds because this is when they announced that uh, Shayna and Nia will defend those titles on night two against uh, the winners of a tag team turmoil from night one. So fantastic! You know, that's like WWE yeah. saying like, "Hey, you know that thing that you really want to see." Well, we'll show it to you later, but we'll show you that other thing you really want to see the night before. Yeah. I don't want to see either. I do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. That's great. You know, because, of course, you know, the uh, the intention of the go-home show, and certainly if there is a match or however the presence is uh, before WrestleMania, before any major pay-per-view, the point should be to make you more excited for it. Yeah, I mean the the goal is for Nia and Shayna to lose their belts. That's what I want to see. But so so we saw you know the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions on this show, and then you know the announcement of the two matches that'll fall on the weekend. And Mike, this has made you more excited. So it's done its point. It's done its job. I mean, yeah, I was hoping that the belts were. I mean, not because of anything that they did necessarily, just be just by existing on the card. Oh, so just by seeing that there's a match. You are stoked yeah. that it could mean. Oh, okay, so it, it doesn't make you any more excited for the program. It's not because for the of performers. this. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. it's not because of that. So it had nothing just, to do with. It. Yeah. So it had it's nothing the potential to do with it. of like, oh, hey, the Riot Squad could have a big WrestleMania match. Or, okay. Or okay. Um, yeah. My, I was I was confused <laughs> there for a sec. Right. No. 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 This was bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you know what's gonna happen here. Rhea and Oscar, they're not fully cooperating. So. Tagging in and out, uh, but Rhea's the one acting more on the heel side here, I'd say. Uh, so Oscar just gets frustrated, and Reggie gets involved because he's there. So eventually, there's chaos everywhere. Oscar's on the top rope, and Ripley shoves her off to the floor, and then she just slams Oscar again down on the floor, throws her back in the ring to Baszler, who hits a big knee, gets a three count. So Ripley, yeah, acting. I mean, I don't, I still don't think she's heel, but. Acting heelish. I mean, this is the kind of the two birds with one stone, right? Like, Ripley and Asuka should not be getting along, mm-hmm. and it makes the tag team champions look strong. This is just one of these weird ones where it's like, Mike, I think you and I both feel that these tag champions are not strong, but over the past month, they have been booked to appear so. Yeah. And this is like the ultimate, like, you know, I, I can't quite detach those two things in my head. 
like the <laughs> the way it's being booked. I mean, because think I mean, if you had think about any other performers team whatever but imagine you had your tag team champions who both members on separate weeks individually beat the world heavyweight champions you know i'd be like one week rude beats bobby lashley and then the next week dolph ziggler beats roman reigns you'd be thinking to yourself holy shit this tag team is the strongest thing that's ever happened in professional wrestling but i can't quite get that i can't quite get there in my mind when it comes to naya and Shayna. um no, but I mean, I could also see like if they were to lose the tag belts, they could both just jump right into the the actual title picture. The, Whereas the men's tag champs, I don't. Okay, think that's yeah, the yeah, case. okay, possibly, yeah. But I mean, in terms of again, like we said, like getting ourselves excited for the match. Yeah. I don't feel like this <laughs> is the two strongest competitors taking on the field. No, which I feel I mean, like, like if I said, it was booked differently with different people, it would give you that feeling. Yeah, no, my excitement just comes from wanting to see them get beat, is what it is. <laughs> and I mean, they, uh, I guess they have, I mean, it will, it will feel like you're conquering something to get them beat. Yeah. Because they have, they've been champions for quite a while now. So. Too long now. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, Bobby Lashley is taking on Cedric Alexander. And, uh, yeah, just part two from last week. Mm-hmm. The Hurt Business breakup. They jump Lashley before the bell rings, but he fights him off and uh, just shuts him down. Hits some power moves. The almighty spine buster. The Hurt Lock gets the win. Uh, it feels like Bobby Lashley has two feuds going on right now. He's kind of he has to he has his he has his world championship defense coming up at Mania, but he's also like. Like in a in a feud with his own, you know, with the rest of the hurt business or the ex members of the hurt business, and he's doing a good job of making them both feel important. He's kind yeah, of he's covering so. two separate, you know, two he's covering two bases at once, and he's doing a good job at it. Are uh, Cedric and Shelton gonna appear in, at all this weekend? I hope not. I mean, are they? Uh, does the band still stand? from ringside <laughs> <laughs> yeah are they still they were banned from ringside so uh, just because i think they would still have to be banned from ringside even though uh yeah it doesn't like matter quote unquote or anything <laughs> oh well uh bad bunny comes out with his buddy damian priest and priest just says ms mo cross the line and proposes that we turn this into a tag team match at wrestlemania and then bunny cuts a promo as well and he says he loves and respects the wrestling business and all the superstars, but Miz disrespected him, so he's going to get payback. And then Miz and Morrison appear on the screen, and they accept the tag team challenge before pulling away in their limousine. So okay. it looks like Priest is cleared, which is what we were, or whoever was injured, Priest or Morrison, one of them. They've been cleared. We'll get our tag match. Yeah, we'll get that. We'll get that tag match, uh, which is probably for the best. I bet they didn't want to yeah. book it too early, just in case whoever was hurt wasn't able to recover. Yeah, and you know, props to Bunny. He was willing to go in there by himself, but now he has a bit of a safety net. Yeah, to and ho- and, ho- a bit of and hopefully, yeah, they can. Uh, hopefully, Damian Priest can p- pull a lot of the weight. I hope just because I feel like he's the guy that you know he he was called up to. He had the most eliminations at last uh, at the Rumble back in uh, back in January. Like we want to see him fly on his own. Yeah. And I think he's still undefeated since being called up. Fantastic. Yeah, none of that Keith Lee bullshit yet. 
Nothing of that. Who also has been mysteriously. There's some mystery going on with him in his absence. Uh, without speculating too much, it's, I don't know, something health related, but it's beyond COVID, I think. Uh, hopefully nothing too serious. That's hmm. crazy. But yeah. All the anyways. best. Yeah. Uh, then we get the singles action here. Riddle taking on Mustafa Ali. And they were having a pretty nice match. Sheamus was on commentary. So Riddle goes over to him, puts his hat on, does his little bro dance. You know, with the thumbs, the <laughs> pinky, the hang loose side. Yeah. Is that what you call it? I think it's hang loose. <laughs> I think that's the, uh, yeah. But then he dances. He loves doing his bro dance. The but, no. Uh, anyways, this enrages Sheamus. Ollie takes advantage, goes for a big tornado DDT, but Riddle catches him mid-flight, transitions it right into the bro Derek to get the win. Now, uh, we need to address uh, WWE adding these graphics of birds flying <laughs> during the flip flop uh when Fly. you know when matt Riddle does his little flip flop thing yeah do you uh, okay let's address it okay let's just address Thoughts. it Thoughts. okay so here's okay so here the here's like the here's what i think the what is happening here's why i think they're doing it i think it's because matt riddle's stoned all the time yeah so you know cartoony birds he's tripping out Right? Yeah. Yes. It's like that's what Vince thinks pot. That's like. what Vince thinks, you know, like smoking <laughs> pot does to you. But what I but what I don't get is that if why we see it. Because <laughs> if he was the one who was high, <laughs> why would the viewers at home see these flying birds? I don't that's the part I don't get. That's the part I don't get. Uh, I thought the uh the visual transition was pretty good. Like as soon as the flip flop flies, it like explodes into a bouquet of birds like a magic trick oh yeah it looked it looked fine you know i mean they have this fox budget now and the commentary was like whoa the birds did you see that see yeah it's almost like is matt riddle so stoned that he makes everybody else stoned but His contact high is it a contact high uh i just wanted to get that out of the way because yeah i mean this could be we certainly won't see it on mania day uh i am curious about how many of those visual gags will play or not um you know you <laughs> gags yeah like you know like the big uh the big roman reigns doing his hoo whenever roman reigns yeah, is doing his entrance statue. yeah it's like we'll still get that yeah um we'll get and they have the alexa bliss head yeah but it's the, uh, the bird but this these birds thing i don't know I if that's we'll gonna you think we're you think we're gonna get it i think they put a lot into those birds <laughs> they put a lot of time um into that yeah um and this is gonna be uh has Riddle ever wrestled in front of a crowd or, uh, since being called up? I can't remember. That's a good question. Well, I think last Mania, it was uh, Matt Riddle and Bobby Lashley, actually. Wow. Which was kind of funny. I think actually uh, Matt Riddle got the win <laughs> in that match. What a year. What like a year it's been, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, can, go, uh, we, can, get, we can go from there to there. Um, no, uh, Alistair Black got the win on Bobby Lashley last year. My... Okay. Um, and where the hell is he? Yeah, where the, where the heck's he's been? Uh, but Matt Riddle, yeah, this will be fun. Um, one thing I like about that with Mustafa Ali sticking around, they're doing like this opposite thing where normally, you know, like if a faction breaks apart from its leader, power slams the leader, the faction comes back the next week and the leader is off television for a couple weeks as they recover from their injuries. They're kind of doing an opposite thing now here where Mustafa Ali gets powerbombed by his entire faction. He's back the next week. 
his faction still hasn't returned. Uh, I don't know if this means that, you know, uh, Retribution is getting the masks off. Yeah, uh, I you think. Know, and some time to I, recover their, their mental game, their mental stress. I believe that the other three guys are in the Andre Battle Royal, but I could be wrong. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, but hopefully, I don't know, because they showed the graphic, and I think I saw them all, and they were still in there. All three masks. of them, eh? But, I mean, if they just came out, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's not a good way to debut them without their masks. Yeah, it's a tough one. But uh, but either way, Mustafa either Ali keeps way. losing. Yeah. Uh, but there was a main event. And a bit of an, uh, I don't know. If this was my main event for the go-home show of WrestleMania, I don't know if I would have done this. But Drew McIntyre is taking on Baron Corbin, who's not even wrestling at WrestleMania. But, uh, you know. It was a Corbin match. It has its limits. Mm-hmm. They go back and forth. Corbin hits a deep six, gets a near fall. MVP hands Corbin his cane to use as a weapon. But then Corbin turns around into the Claymore. So Drew gets the win. And hey. then Lashley comes out and they stare down. And Baron Corbin got a lot of offense in on this one, too. Yeah, this was like a 20 minute match. A bit. Yeah, it was a 20 pretty minute long for a Corbin. It felt like it was pretty long, you know? Uh,. Uh, someone who's like you know they're you know two guys who are like equal size you know approximately you know they're able to put on a good match wasn't great by any means but uh, yeah feel bad for Baron Corbin right now because he has no WrestleMania feud. Well, yeah, it was just, he was just so thrown into this thing last minute, and they're like, but he's not in the hurt business, but he's uh, an associate. An associate, yeah, he's uh, a. Yeah. yeah, for for the this for the partner. Raw before Mania, this this did actually kind of feel lackluster. I yeah. think for both I mean, shows, actually, with the exception of that Daniel Bryan Jey Uso match, which fucking brought the house down. Yeah, no, I mean that that Universal Title thing really has been carrying the load. It feels like when it comes to the hype, but I mean, at the end of the day, the wrestling is what matters, and that'll probably all deliver. But as a go home show, yeah, there wasn't really a whole lot. That's all we're really hoping for. Is like shit. Okay, well then, you know, let's hope that some of these things, like the United States Championship, or even uh, you know these raw this raw tag championship, it's like let's hope that we can uh, get something going here. Yeah. We also had no Big E or Apollo Cruz on that SmackDown show. Maybe we'll get a a bit of hint of them uh, on Friday. You know, ahead of their big matchup. Yeah, we gotta find out what the hell a Nigerian drum match is. Is it going to be loud? It could be. <laughs> we'll have to see. Mike, should we take a break now? Let's take a break. Then we'll do our big previews. Yeah, we're going to take a break now. We're going to come back, of course, with two nights of Stand and Deliver. And then we have two nights of WrestleMania. So you're going to want to stick around. And we will be back. Let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Brother, brother. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Brother, brother. Back here with part two of the podcast, folks. Our weekly content is done, and now it is time to get to uh, the real business because, of course, WrestleMania is coming up, this special two-night affair. Uh, But a few nights before that, we actually have a two-night NXT pay-per-view. Of course, we're talking about NXT Stand and Deliver, which will be, uh, I guess, Wednesday and Thursday night. Smaller card, shorter card, like, uh, to be expected, but, you know, with this growing NXT roster, it almost feels like we might be needing to look at, uh, multiple nights in the future. Yeah, I'm still 
not 100% certain how the Wednesday night one is going to work because it's broadcasting on the network as well as like on the television station. Are there going to be commercials? Is it going to be uncut on the Peacock version or how's it going to work? I don't know. It'll be inter- it'll be interesting to see if it's one of those like constant picture in picture things. Uh, but also, you know, yeah, when you when you're watching a match on television, these things are done in picture in picture for reasons and we know that the officials kind of tell the performers, "Hey, don't go as hard for the next two and a half minutes." Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, but right, but fall at- to the floor so you can lay down and we can take a break. Exactly, right? But are you <laughs> going to tell that to Io Shirai when she's taking on Raquel Gonzalez for that NXT Women's Championship? You're going to tell her like, "Hey, Io, take it easy for a minute." Fuck no. that. She's going to the sky. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it'll, uh, I don't know. I don't know how the Wednesday night's going to work. But either way, we got some hot matches booked. Uh, you know, the pirate theme is carried over from WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, we're two years straight themed, which is fantastic. We haven't done this since like WrestleMania 1 and 2. We haven't had the same <laughs> theme. So, Mike, how about this? How about uh, we have two, uh, two nights, 10 matches total? How about you book the first night of Stand and Deliver, and then I will book uh, the second night? That sounds good. Let's just start off with the match. No title on the line, but certainly lots of pride and honor. Uh, these guys, they know how to grapple. They know how to fight. I'm talking about Pete Dunne and Kushida. Uh, you know you're going to get a lot of limb manipulation in this one. Arms and fingers are going to be bent in ways that they shouldn't be. <laughs> this is a, and, and this is a perfect uh, this would be a perfect way to kick off the show. Also, yeah. a hot singles match uh, between two of the, you know, maybe not youngest, but brightest stars that NXT uh, NXT has. Both guys need big wins right now, too. Yeah, you know, uh, I know Pete Dunne was UK champ, but both still looking for some gold over here on this side of the pond. So this could be, you know, winner of this could be getting something coming up soon. So I don't know. Could be. It would love to. Uh, I love to see Kushida run the distance with this. Pete Dunne has his Pat McAfee and friends uh, to always fall back on. Kushida's got nobody and nothing. So uh, the least we can do is give him a little win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then we got to crown the vacant NXT Tag Team Champions. So uh, we're going to have a triple threat match between MSK, Grizzled Young Veterans, and Legato Del Fantasma. Uh, I think. MSK should win this. It was, you know, it was theirs to win a few months ago before that injury happened. So uh, let's just finish what we started. Yes, it was. The, it was theirs to lose, anyways. Yeah. So uh, I, I see them as being the guys to go with. But yeah, hopefully we can see some some flash from these two guys. You know, because we only had those few opportunities in the tournament, we haven't really gotten to see them that much yet. So uh, you know, and as, as soon as you have triple threat rules, no disqualifications, let's let these guys go for it. Yeah, this will be fun. Um, and then we we had the Battle Royal last week to determine the six men who are going to be in this gauntlet eliminator match. And the winner of that becomes number one contender for the North American Championship, which will be, uh, they'll challenge Johnny Gargano on night two. But the six men, Leon Ruff, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, L.A. Knight. Uh, let's give it to Cameron Grimes. Yeehaw! Pew, pew, pew. Uh, this will be great. You know, I mean, the the North American Championship has a history of well fought uh, multi man matches, and this one is no different. You know, yeah, uh, un- I mean, under gauntlet eliminator rules, LA Knight has the uh, has the advantage. You know, he is the one who gets who will be coming in last 
in that That's tournament great. after outlasting Grimy and Dexter Loomis at the end. And uh, <clears throat> for that reason, I think LA Knight's going to walk home with it. He is the oldest of all the competitors coming into it, uh, you know, and certainly the most accomplished outside of WWE and then coming into NXT. Uh, I think, you know, the, the time is now to maybe kind of uh, cash in on his skill and his name and his look. And uh, this uh, this could be a good night for him. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, no, I mean, most of these guys, you could make a case for winning. Uh, I think the only guy who doesn't, I mean, the only one who's actually been the champion, Leon Ruff, is the one I see with the least amount of chance to win it. Yeah, you're right. I kind of I kind of see that, too. You know, not to say that Le- the Leon, whole Leon Ruff thing was oh, yeah. a fluke. I mean, it was certainly it. Yeah, no he fluke. He could do it once. Yeah, I love it. And it's permanently established. We'll forever know Leon Ruff will always like the guy. Exactly. Uh, he, but yes, he, let's... he had a pretty he had a, like a three week, three and a half week reign too. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on. This next match, I mean, it's I'm hyped for it. It could be the main event, but I, I'll give that honor to the women. So the second last match, Walter is going to be defending his NXT United Kingdom Championship against Tommaso Ciampa, and I think this is going to be a banger. There's going to be both men are just going to be raw and beaten, bloody red chests from chopping all over the place. Chamaso Ciampa's heads, veins are going to be bursting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, this is going to be a crazy match, I think. This match has so many things in it, too. Tommaso Ciampa, who has the best, some of the best matches in NXT history under his belt. And Walter, you know, who the North American audience hasn't seen in well over a year now you know and the yeah. fans want him the fans like him and he's almost uh, like a he's like a brock lesnar type at this point he's, almost he's, yeah he shows up every so presence. often and yeah. he, he he's so big <laughs> yeah. yeah and he's officially past the two-year mark as a uk champion jesus christ which is the longest title run of any kind in WWE since 1984, Hulk Hogan. I was about to say, you know, he's putting up some Bob Backlund numbers right now. Yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, yeah, like you said, Mike, yeah, this is going to tear the house down. Walter will retain, uh, but Tommaso Ciampa can lose and and, be, and, and, and and still be one of the tops. What I'm Potential. Most- Potential five-star match, folks. You heard it. There's a few potential five-star matches here on this card uh, <laughs> yeah. over the course of the um, these two days. Uh, what I'm excited to see is now, and we've noticed this a few weeks, um, Tommaso Ciampa's hair keeps getting a little bit longer. <laughs> and so clearly gonna... somebody's telling him not to cut it. And yeah. so, you know, we're going to see Tommaso Ciampa on Wednesday night, and it could be the longest hair he's ever had we've ever seen. I mean, yeah, up until uh, if he keeps growing it out, it's always going to be the longest it's ever been. Uh, at, at least in WWE, he used to sport the uh, very short mohawk look. Oh. <laughs> you know that look where it's like it's like buzzed around around the mohawk, but then like the mohawk is, you know, half an inch or an inch tall. You know, like that kind of thing. Like a uh, taxi driver? So, yeah, similar to that. Yeah, similar <laughs> to that. He kind of he rocked that kind of look for a lot of his time uh, yeah. on the indies, at least. But uh, since NXT, Tommaso Ciampa uh, has not had hair this long. How far do you think he'll go? <laughs> well, like he, enough that he can start putting like an elastic. Around no, it? he's balding, right? <laughs> well, so I know that, kind of but you can still thing. get like a scallop. No, <laughs> you, know, you can grow it down down at the back, like right, Hogan. right, like what Shawn Michaels probably looked like when he took his hat off. 
yeah. for the past four years. <laughs> you know, be- remember before he shaved it when he would always still have the hat on, and you're like, I know, I know, there's nothing under there. So, so, so I remember so, so somewhere the hat between, came off, and he had like this little skull cap on underneath. Yeah, yeah. So somewhere <laughs> between that and Baron Corbin level of balding, I think is where uh, is where Tommaso Ciampa is right now. Uh, yeah. But I like, you know, the salt and pepper look. I love that. Um, and when Edge popped up on our television screen, I think it was two weeks ago, was well, or maybe it was just last week, was where I noticed that his beard was a different color than when he came back at the Rumble. Ah, uh, you know, maybe somebody, you know, the top down saying, hey, shave your face so you look younger. <laughs> uh, but Tommaso Ciampa, you know, he's like the same age as Hunter. I bet. So Hunter's just like, fucking go, you're going gray. Who cares? <laughs> fucking who cares? And I love seeing it uh, just because we don't. Anybody whose hair we see is one consistent color. Who knows what a color could be <laughs> wild, but it's always one consistent color. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, he's making salt and pepper look good. And almost always when people go bald, they never go back. Like Stone Cold, Kurt Angle. Once you shave, you never grow it back out again. N- never, never. But uh, but but Tommaso Ciampa's rewriting the uh, the professional wrestling rule book like he has <laughs> four or five times already. Yeah, but let's move on to the main event of night one. Uh, we're gonna have Io Shirai defending that woman's title against Raquel Gonzalez, who's been looking like a beast lately, and I think. She's the one to end this uh, nice title reign that Eos had. I think you could be right. I think you could be right. Since uh, Raquel Gonzalez, I think, was, you know, a standout performer at that War Games match and kind of surprised us all. You know, not only when she, uh, I think, really, yeah, when she won, when she pinned Io Shirai with that one-armed powerbomb, you and I both kind of knew this is something different. This is, you know, this is something special. This is the start of a push. I believe she was the Shooty winner, Rookie of the Year as well. Shooty, uh, former Shooty uh, World winner, you know? (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was the start of a push, and this has to be the end of a push. Um, And she's been doing good. She's been delivered. That one-armed powerbomb looks great every time she hits it. Yeah, it looks scary. it's the, no one's landing on their head. No one's hurt themselves. No, <laughs> not. I don't think anybody will hurt themselves, yeah. or anything like that. Um, but that's exactly it. I think Raquel Gonzalez is walking away with this. But uh, Mike, the bigger question I think is Io Shirai. Does that mean she's moving on up to the East Side? <laughs> I don't know. I don't need. Uh, I mean, they could certainly use her on some brands, but I also worry about how they'll use her. And like to th- well, I mean, you say some brands. To me, Io Shirai is SmackDown or bust. You can't put Io Shirai on the exact same show that Rhea Ripley is immediately. Yeah, yeah, SmackDown would probably be better. She can mix it up with the likes of Sasha and Bailey. And yeah, and or the plan is just go for Io Asuka. Um, yeah, I mean, they'll get there eventually, but. Yeah, SmackDown's probably better for. Her. But yeah, either either way, I think yeah, you and I, or I don't know. Do you think is this the last? Is this the last time we see Io Shirai in NXT? I mean, they could give her a rematch, another title match, but yeah, if she loses, I don't see much else uh, to stick around for. And and that. and we've seen these sorts of NXT farewells before. Uh, yeah, you know the uh, this, this it happens. It happens. Some take longer than others, but. 
Like Rhea Ripley, we were waiting and waiting, and now she's fine. Well, yeah, unfortunately, she never had like a goodbye. Do you remember? I remember Alistair Black and Ricochet had like a goodbye, like a like a send off. Like I think they lost the match or whatever it was, but they got to stand up, wave. Yeah. Hug each other, you know, like that kind of thing. And uh, I think Yoshirai, if that is the case, she is deserving, uh, certainly deserving of that little of that little act. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how they uh, how they treat it. Yeah, we'll see it. That's only, but that's only night one, Mike. That's only that's only night one. So let's get to uh, yeah. let's get to night two. Let's get to night two. We also have five matches on this card. Presumably nothing uh, on either day. We'll have a pre-show. No. I mean, yeah, no pre-show matches. No pre-show matches. But let's kick off. uh, Let's kick off with a huge match. Well, I mean, God, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this card. And all five of these matches are just going to go pop, 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 (laughs) pop, pop. But we're going to kick off with a, a match to determine the undisputed Cruiserweight champion, NXT Cruiserweight champion. We're talking about Jordan Devlin and Santos Escobar in their ladder match. You know, Jordan Devlin has claimed to the throne, but Santos Escobar, uh, you know, just the interim champion. These things happen all the time. Yeah, still a champion. What I'm excited most for this match here is that even since Santos Escobar won, nothing's been done with it. It hasn't really felt like an important or sought-after championship. Uh, I, he, I, he, I'm sure he's done stuff. I mean, certainly I remember he was with Karrion Cross about a month ago. Certainly Santos Escobar has been there, uh, but it hasn't really made it felt important. And having this ladder match, unification, undisputed champion will really make this feel a little bit more important. Yeah, it started off well, like when they had that big tournament and he was still Phantasma and he won it and then he unmasked, he turned heel. And then they basically didn't do anything else for the next like eight months. Yeah, this ladder match will be a banger. I mean, uh, I mean NXT and ladder matches are always great. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, certainly there hasn't been a bad one ever. And uh, I think you know we're gonna want to kick off the show hot. Uh, I think Jordan Devlin is gonna be the one to retain. You go with Devlin, eh? I don't know. This one could really go either way for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if Devlin's gonna stick around here in the North America, maybe. Uh, but I think I'll. Th- I'll go with Santos. We'll follow up in the other way on it. Fantastic. Love seeing it. Love seeing it. Let's move on here. Um, Because just uh, just the night prior, uh, six individuals fought for the opportunity to take on Johnny Gargano uh, in a singles match for that NXT North American Championship. Johnny Gargano will be taking that winner. Uh, Mike, you know, the night prior, you took Grimy. I took LA Knight. Uh, But either way, how do we see our... Our individual matches unfolding uh, that next night. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I'm just booking with with what I want here. Oh, of course, of course, him. that's what we're all doing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if I'm gonna put Grammy in the match, I'm gonna go all the way with him and uh, to the moon. He's gonna win that belt. You're right. You're right. Yeah, back your horse <laughs> if you're going for it. And for that exact same reason, LA Knight will be the new NXT North American champion. Uh, and then we'll go from there, taking on all comers, you know? Yeah, and then we'll throw in the wild card that neither of us picked, because, of course, Dexter Loomis is the one that's most storyline associated with Johnny Gargano. Yes, Dexter Loomis, of course, you know, he's been uh, silently choking people out for months now. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, Stockholm syndroming them. (laughs) Austin Theory is his buddy. He loves him, but he, I don't know. 
doing real creepy shit for a long time. And Indy Hartwell's got the hots for him. Okay, coming up next. Anyways. Coming up next, we have... Um, let's go with... A tag team match. We're going to take a tag team match. Of course, we're talking those brand new, still bright and shiny NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. They haven't even been knocked against somebody's face yet to, you know, have a little <laughs> bit of a blood splatter or a scratch or something. But, of course, we're talking Amber Moon and Shotzi Blackheart taking on the way, made up of Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. What I'm expe- What I'm hoping for most out of this match, more than, uh, more than title changes or something exciting happening. I want the whole thing to be entertaining. Yeah, and I think we'll get that for sure. I, you know, Candice LeRae, it sort of feels like she is the 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 senior of of these uh of these four competitors even though Ember Moon's been on the main roster before, but Candice LeRae has led a lot of these women's multi-matches uh yeah. f- since War Games. And you know, kind of when her in the way kind of created themselves uh i'm really looking forward uh to shotzi and ember still getting the win but i think it's going to do a lot of good work for the all four people yeah no uh yeah candace really is like the the veteran of the division the mom if you will uh but no this will just be a lot of fun good tag action i could even see you know maybe like an announce table spot in there because shotzi's crazy she loves to do stuff yeah yeah and candace will go through stuff also yeah. <laughs> um, who knows, right? You know, I mean, I've seen Candice LeRae get power bombed onto thumbtacks before. Yeah, she's crazy. You're a quick Google search away, and hey, I'm sure if Shotzi Black, if there was one other woman in that locker room who would want to get uh, pick up the old, uh, the old uh, burlap sack, as it were, yeah. uh, I think it would be Shotzi Blackheart. Who knows? Who knows that? Who knows? Well, yeah. Who knows what happened to that down the line? I mean, if you would let them have something like. Baker and Thunder Rosa, Shotzi and Candice, those would be two of the ones you'd that you could that you could let them uh, go, go for. <laughs> okay, coming yeah, up. That's gonna be great. Coming up next is a uh, a match which you know maybe never should have happened, but uh, but injuries and the show and the adage of the show must being able to go on kind of created the situation that we're in now, where Finn Balor, our NXT champion, is taking on Karrion Cross. Um, a company of the ring, I'm sure, by Scarlet. <laughs> of course, Karrion Cross never lost this NXT championship. He had to relinquish it due to injury, which is a story that Finn Balor is all too familiar with. So Finn yeah. Balor knows the type of intensity that Karrion Cross is going to be bringing to this match. Yeah, I mean, uh, Finn Balor's been having a, a fantastic title reign here. Mm-hmm. I think it's allowed you to see what all of us knew Finn Balor could be. <laughs> Well, he's been doing he he's been doing significantly roster. less coup de gras. <laughs> I also don't know if you've noticed that he's also he's been working well, that 1916 uh, a lot more than he has been and than he had in the past. I mean, well, we'll never agree on the coup de gras. We though, will but. never agree on the coup de gras. Uh, no demon for a while either. He's just been badass Finn Balor. He just he gets I don't know, but uh, yeah, this match, Karrion Cross. I feel like he's gonna take the loss. Ooh. And uh, he's going to be main roster bound soon enough. Really? You I don't think, think so? I feel like the kind of character he is is more to their liking, you know? He's got uh, he's a big man. He doesn't really talk that much, but he's got the sexy sidekick, Scarlet. I feel like Vince loves that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Karen Cross is the kind of guy that Vince McMahon would be all over. 
Um, you know, I mean, he could win. I could, yeah, he could definitely win the match, the title he never lost. So, no, would, would that Finn Balor's have a, would that almost uh, be disappointing? I mean, my ultimate goal is that Finn Balor versus Walter, title versus title. So that's what I want. Oh, he that's the ultimate versus. goal, right? 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 Because yeah. we were promised Balor Walter, we never got that either. So <laughs> just... We were promised blood and guts, we never got that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow, you're right. You know, um, this could be exactly that if Karen Cross is moving up to the main roster. I would, uh, where he would maybe fit in both, uh, literally and figuratively, you know, with the likes of Bobby Lashley, Braun, Sheamus, Drew, these brick shit houses who are out there. Uh, where NXT, you know, there doesn't really seem like anybody who is kind of pound for pound along with Karen Cross, uh, right now. That being said, you mentioned it earlier. We have not seen the likes of the Demon uh, Finn Balor in a long time. You know, the Demon Finn Balor doesn't come out when uh, just, you know, for any old championship match. He needs to be provoked. He needs to have something put him over the edge. And if he's going to come back, he's going to take on creepy Karrion Cross in the future. I think Karrion Cross is going to win this matchup here. We're going to get the rematch, though, with the Demon Finn Balor somewhere down the road. But for now, it's uh, <laughs> Karrion Cross's reign. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if that still leads us to Balor, Walter, one day, that's fine with me. <laughs> as long as we get to Walter. No matter Balor. how we get there. Uh, you don't But care. either way. <laughs> Maybe Karrion Cross is the one that comes out painted like a crocodile. And that's his superpower to win the match. You he's know, Killer Croc. Killer, he's Killer Karrion Croc. Yeah. So that means we have to have a main event. I know you're thinking the NXT Championship should be the main event, but sometimes, sometimes (laughs) there's things in professional wrestling uh, that that is that is that's bigger than professional wrestling. You know, Uh, like on 9/11 when Vince said, "Screw them, we're going on." You know, they went on with the show anyways. Yeah, they didn't care. Yes. They didn't care one bit. <laughs> I mean, they did care. Well, I mean, they did care, but they didn't care. They didn't care enough to stop. Uh, well, they, they wanted to be the first they did it largest for, organized Exactly. Crowd. They did it for America. And just like yeah. here on NXT, some things are bigger than championship belts. <laughs> or, I didn't think we'd be tying 9-11 into this. Oh, <laughs> I could find a way to tie 9-11 into anything. But, of course, for our main event, we are talking about uh, not only not um, a, a match which is not only years in the making – uh, within this company, but decades in the making from around the world. Yeah. Of course, uh, it's a tale as old as time. Best friends become no more. Of course, we're talking Weird. Adam Cole <laughs> taking on Kyle O'Reilly in an unsanctioned match. One of like two steps on, uh, and we're getting them both on this uh, on on night two. Which is also pretty fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the, even all the more reason to put the ladder match first, like you said, to spread it out. Spread, so we got to spread, spread out, out the violence. Spread out the steps. Uh, of course, it's the first singles match that Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly have been in with each other uh, since Wrestle Kingdom 11, when uh, Adam that? Cole beat Kyle O'Reilly for the Ring of Honor Championship. Uh, uh, so we're wow, four, five, four and a half, five years ago. Since these two have gone at it, but these two have a long history of being friends, of being enemies, and uh, this is what I got to say. This is the match I'm most looking forward to, I think, between both nights. Yeah, I mean, this one's got high expectations. Uh, I mean, the unsanctioned, that means they can literally do anything they want. Weapons aplenty, maybe, maybe even some barbed wire. 
who knows? Thumbtacks. We mentioned those. Those could make an appearance. And like we said, there's no disqualifications. You know the heartstrings will be pulled when Bobby Fish comes back from vacation. Like, guys, Uh, I went on vacation with my family, and now all this is happening? This Uh, is the perfect time to bring back Bobby Fish. This will be it. This will be the destruction of a family, the love, the hate, the betrayal, the backstabbing. Hell, remember when... Remember, remember when Roddy took out uh, whoever the fuck to help <laughs> to help Kyle O'Reilly to help <laughs> to help Kyle O'Reilly win those uh, NXT Tag Team Championships? Yeah, we do. You do anything for your family. Um, will Roderick Strong do the same? Will Bobby know, Fish but... do the same? Is this the end of Undisputed Era as we know it? Uh, I honestly, I I could not. This is a fucking flip a coin for me. I have no idea where this is gonna go. Yeah, I think it's going to be wild. It's going to be an explosion of the system. Um, And yeah, Roddy, Bobby, I think they'll all come out. Anything can happen here. I don't know what the hell. We could see flames. A flaming table. (laughs) Who knows? Uh, High hopes. Uh, I think they'll deliver, though. Yeah. 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 yeah, This could could be match of the the night. Match of the year. Match of the pay-per-view. You could. Good, very well. And uh, uh, fuck it, let's give it to Kyle O'Reilly. Let's give it to him. Let's give it yeah, to him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah, uh, why not? And then Adam Cole, main roster. <laughs> I know we've been saying that a lot. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want him to leave. I just want him to lose. There's a big know, difference there. But I mean, if the system's broken up, the Undisputed Era, they're eventually going to split. I don't know. Yeah, only to re- I'm not only to reunite. <laughs> on but the main uh, yeah, the win, Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, I'll give it to Kyle as well. He hasn't had as many big wins as Cole. So. No, and he's been on this imp- you know this insanely impressive streak too. Yeah, but uh, damn, that's gonna be two fun nights that I'm sure will stand and deliver. Yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. Uh, that will stand and deliver. Let's uh, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving because it is now time to uh, bring ourselves down to the show of shows because for the second year we have second year in a row we have the double night experience explosion. Uh, <laughs> of course, we're talking about WrestleMania 37. God, who knows what WrestleMania 37 would be in an alternate timeline? You know, who knows yeah, what this card I mean, would look like? Well, <laughs> yeah, in a lot of ways. Um. But this two-night format, I hope it's something that sticks around because it's really going to let, I don't know, it's really going to help a lot of these matches get a lot more time and feel better or not, and everything's not as cramped in. Yeah. No six-hour pay-per-view. Yeah, no six-hour pay-per-view, but we can do two five-hour pay-per-views, so it's all good. Uh, Mike, do you want to book uh, first night or second night? Which one do you want? I will do the second night. Cool. So I'm going to book you your first night here. We have seven matches on this show. And, of course, we're going to be sprinkling in a lot of our little side bets, our little prop bets that are coming in. Uh, We have a bunch of those that we'll pepper in every so often. So to kick off um, WrestleMania, uh, what better way? to kick off WrestleMania than with a singles match with absolutely nothing at stake. We're talking about Cesaro taking on Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, uh, no no uh, stranger to the WrestleMania stage before. Uh, Cesaro never had a singles competition. Yeah, not at the big stage. 
<laughs> no, I just think this, yeah, this is going to be a hot match. Good one to pick if you want to start the show off. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Seth Rollins is going to come out being an asshole. And so I was going to come out and try to take this win, which is at least as far as I see it. Mike, let's get to our first prompt bet. We're talking about Cesaro here and that devastating swinging maneuver. Um, how many swings will Cesaro hit? <laughs> now, of course, this has to be a rough kind of guess. You know, you kind of see based on where the camera is at the time. You know, you'll see him go one round, two round, counterclockwise or clockwise. It doesn't matter which direction it is. We're yeah. looking for total swings. Well, I think the number he's going to hit is 37. Wow. For WrestleMania 37 <laughs> to commemorate the honor. And I think he can do it. I think he's got the strength. I think he's got the endurance. Uh, I've seen him do at least 20, so I think he can do 37. <laughs> One for every and I think the crowd will go. I think the crowd will go wild for it. They'll be counting. They'll be cheering. They'll be standing, clapping. Oh, hopefully they're counting. Hopefully we get a one, like two, yeah. three. <laughs> That's great, Mike. Yeah. 37, one for every WrestleMania. Uh, how many swings will Cesaro hit? I have 25. 25. That's I'm still a great number. I think it's somewhere around here. You know, I mean, it was even. I mean, I guess the odds of it being even. Who knows what's going through his head when he's uh, when he's doing when he's uh, doing this? I have no idea. Yeah. Who knows? Anyways, All right. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Let's get to our um, next match of the night. Let's put something at stake, shall we? Let's put the Raw Tag Team Championships at stake. Of course, we have the champions, the New Day, taking on AJ Styles and the very intriguing premiere of Omos, the tallest man in sports entertainment. Uh, AJ Styles has not ever collected that uh, a tag team championship. Um, you know, multi couple he has multiple time U.S. champion, WWE champion. Uh, he's kind of looking to complete that little like uh, what's it called? Not Triple Crown. It's called Grand, Grand Slam. Slam. That's what he's looking for, and I think tonight's the night that he's going to uh, get one step closer to that Grand Slam. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I think they should give him the. You know, you you spent all this time building up Almas. You don't want to have him lose his first match, and you know AJ can do the first half of the match, and then you tag in the big guy. He'll do a couple cool moves we haven't seen. He's like, whoa, pretty good, and then they'll they'll win, and they'll get the win. Uh, Mike, with this, however, you know, I do anticipate this being our first title change, uh, but not the first title change of WrestleMania, Mike. So now our next bet, the total number of title changes. Okay, and uh, are we, we're excluding the 24-7 title. Now, for right? sake of, yeah, for sake of this, we <laughs> are excluding the 24-7 title because who knows what the fuck goes going down with that thing. Yeah, but uh, so um, according to the stats here, we should have eight championship matches over the course of the two nights. Uh, so I guess, yeah, basically how many title changes do you think we're going to see? And you gave you end? gave us your answer first last time, so I'll give you my answer this time. I've got five titles will change hands. I also say five titles will change hands. Uh, That's okay. We can have the same answer. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's yeah. there's uh there's no money on the board, you know. This won't be confusing or something. 
Yeah. Uh, but Mike, you know, we 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 kind of we we began by excluding the twenty four seven championship, but let's include it right now, Mike. How many times will the twenty four seven championship change hands between both nights? Uh, uh I'll go with eight. Eight. That's a great guess, Mike. I'm clocking in at four. Four. So okay. uh, yeah, you see a, you see a couple more you see a couple more than I am, uh, but yeah, this is gonna be good. I mean, we'll are you know, oh. I guess you know, our, as long as our truth leaves with it, I guess that's fine. <laughs> uh, but who I knows? Feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like Logan Paul's gonna win it and lose it at some point, mm. and any other celebrity that they might have. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Bad Bunny can make Bad Bunny could get it back. <laughs> yeah. Once again. Uh, Bad Bunny could get it back for all that we know. Um, great. Coming up next, that was our Raw Tag Team Championship. Let's move on to some more tag team action because, of course, uh, on night two on Sunday, there will be a a, a, a match between Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for that WWE champ or uh, Women's Tag Team Championship. But we can have a little qualifier coming up here. We've got Lana and Naomi. We've got Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose. we got the Riot Squad. we got Natalia and Tamina and possibly others. Who the hell knows? But at least it's going to be those four or five teams for now. Who's yeah. who's coming away with it out of these people? Uh, well, the turmoil. One thing I like about the turmoil is it's elimination-style match, so you get a bit more drama added in there. Mm-hmm. It's not so just it's like bodies man. in the ring. Yeah, and you know, one pin, you're out. It's like a little Survivor Series type thing. Uh, but... You know, I guess, I mean, the Riot Squad's barely even been on TV right now. So even though I think they're the best team, I don't think they're going to win it. I don't know. Maybe you give it to Lana and Naomi. Let Lana have her another (laughs) moment she's never (laughs) had. Well, because, of course, Mike, for you, I guess. um, (laughs) She's still chasing that This is, you know, you're kind of booking both matches at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because who do you want if if the if you want someone to dethrone Naya and Shayna, who is it gonna be? And I think their counterpart here is Natalia and Tamina. Uh, you yeah. know, Tamina keeps up with the size <laughs> in the, of Naya, and Natalia keeps up with the grappling of Shayna. Like I see it being booked kind of well, actually. Um, but for that reason, I think they could be the winners of this match and the winners on night two. Hmm. I mean, wrestling wise, I could see the match, but. Yeah, they're, uh, I don't know. Natalia and Tamina. Natalia, Nat, Natty, Natty and Tammy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know. But uh, either way, I'm excited that there's women's, I'm just, that they added, even though there's no story that they added the women's room to the card. <laughs> yeah, even though, even though. God, a lot though. of tag, a lot of tag matches on this, uh, on this first night. At least there's three of them here, by the feels of it. Um, so let's move on. Hey, where's Bailey been? The ding dong hello. Uh, <laughs> ding dong goodbye. Ding dong. <laughs> more like ding dong goodbye. Yeah. But um, she should be hosting WrestleMania. She could. She should have. Is that who is host? Is is there a host? I think it's Titus and Hulk Hogan. Ah, oh, boo. <laughs> what a duo. <laughs> oh my and- god. I don't know what's more. I don't know what's more uncomfortable: seeing Hulk Hogan on camera or seeing Hulk Hogan on camera beside an African American <laughs> who's clearly not comfortable that he's standing beside Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, next up, um, actually, let's cover a couple prop bets while we're here. 
Yes. While we are here, we are looking at um, the entrances. So, you know, usually the long entrance is something uh, pretty much a time slot reserved for Hunter or Undertaker. For the first time in God knows how many years, neither of those two men are on the card. But somebody still has to have the longest uh, entrance, Mike. So uh, who do you think will have the longest entrance? And it, uh, do you have a time guess estimate? Now, I'm going to kick this one uh, off. Okay. I'll kick yeah. this one off for you. Um, you know, because this performer will be coming up later on on Mike on night one. And I believe their entrance will be long, not because it's going to be theatrical and take them a while, but because they sing songs. Songs are approximately more than two and a half minutes long. And for that reason, <laughs> I think Bad Bunny and Damian Priest's entrance is going to be the longest. Because this is how I see it playing out. I see Mizmo coming out first, doing some kind of hey, hey, hop, hop joke. And then I see Bad Bunny coming out and really rapping. Yeah. And I think the whole thing will kind of be encompassed as his entrance. And for that reason, I think it's going to take Bad Bunny and Damian Priest two and a half minutes to make it to the ring. Yeah, no, I think that was uh, that's my best pick as well. Bunny and Priest, I could see them uh, pulling out in the Bugatti, driving out to the ramp as well. And kind of he's rapping in the car, gets out of the car, walks down. That'd be cool. Uh, so, yeah, I think that'll definitely... Uh, yeah, I'll say four minutes and 11 seconds. 4.11. Love seeing it. <laughs> I love seeing it. Um, another another Dark Horse candidate, Rhea Ripley. They announced that she's going to be played live, her entrance music, whatever band makes that. Oh, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> but that's probably only going to get a couple. That probably won't be a full performance. Yeah. But uh, Another wild card, The Fiend. You never know, because we still don't know what the hell that match is going to be. I know. It's... Unfortunately, I'm wait. Uh, well, well, yeah, we'll talk about that one later. We didn't but even yeah, really talk right. about them on Raw. All they did was show a video package. we literally didn't talk about it on Raw. Yeah, they got a video package. It's been but... brewing for months, and we didn't even talk about it. Wow. Well, that, so, what a go-home yeah, We'll show. dive into it, but I'll just say, if it's a regular match, and he does walk down to the ring, I imagine it being very somber. We'll get slow. a long, hurt heel. <laughs> like The Undertaker. Yeah. yeah. But either way, Bad Bunny, I think we'll agree on that. Seems like a safe bet. Um, let's get to that match right away because Bad Bunny and Damian Priest are taking on Miz and Miz, uh, Miz and Mo uh, for no nothing but pride. Yeah, pride and, you know, music. Grammy Award winning yeah, Pride versus... and music, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bad Bunny is, of course, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest are getting the win in this uh, because obviously, right? Yeah. And I think Bunny's going to pull something out, like a moonsault or a 450 splash. He's been practicing something. That yeah, that would be fun. That would surprises. be fun. And we still get, you know, Damien Priest can still kind of carry the brunt of the uh, of the performance. And then Damien yeah. Priest moves on to something better. Yeah. And Bad Bunny, who knows what he does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he probably doesn't want to leave. He's like, hey, can I do something? Can I just can I just hang around here? You guys are pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on to the next match because we are going to move on to our uh, our Royal Rumble winner, Bianca Belair. She could have challenged uh, either of the champions on either roster, but she chose Sasha Banks uh, to challenge for that SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, what do we got here? The build for the past couple, the build has been all over the place for this one. 
were kind of hot yeah. on the or off, and then they both got beat by the um, by Nia and Shayna individually, and then they were on the same team, and then uh, it was just uh, with just the slap of a face, they were mortal enemies. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a match that on paper, when I see the two names and it's for the title, I'm like, hey, that could be the main event. But uh, the build has not been very main event worthy. But I mean, it still could be. But yeah, either way, once the bell rings, I think they're going to deliver. And uh, I don't know, Bel Air could get the big title win here. Yeah, I um, I'm not sure. I don't yeah. know if uh, <laughs> I don't know if Bianca Belair's you know the build has really not made me feel like she's supposed to win this. No, I don't know. Maybe this is where they fully commit to Sasha turning heel and she's does some dastardly things to defend. I don't know. Yeah, and then maybe have, you know, I mean, with Sasha Banks as Little Miss Heel, we no longer have a top baby face on, on SmackDown in the SmackDown women's division, right? I guess it is still Bianca Belair, but I don't, f- or I don't really feel like she's our top baby face. Uh, yeah. Because ba- Bailey is a tweener, Carmella is a heel, and I really don't know. I-, I-, I feel like the time for Bianca Belair to win might not be now, and maybe this is uh, uh, up for Sasha to retain. Well, we don't even, it's hard to gauge because we don't really know how the crowd receives Belair yet. We haven't really seen them. Yeah. Live. Well, you know, but just purely from like a how they're booked, or, you know, I think how we're supposed to perceive what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just know that the match will over-deliver on what's been booked <laughs> so far. <laughs> It'll have to over-deliver. Yeah. Um, once, yeah. Either way, I expect a great match. Yeah. Uh, next up on the card, the I, I, I'm putting this in the classic uh, between two good matches card uh, slot. Um, just because this is going to be terrible. But Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon are taking each other on in a steel cage match. Uh, for almost no reason, I can't pick. I, I this is certainly my least excited for match. I think uh, between the entire, between both nights, give it to Braun. Just don't do the fucking choo choo thing. <laughs> well, he's confined in the cage, so he can't run around. Thank the outside. God, and we know he can't climb up to the top. He doesn't fit on the top. Uh, but yeah, Shane McMahon will get some some big. He'll fall off the cage or something somehow. Well, I mean, that was going to be the next question, Mike. Of course, our next bet: Will Shane McMahon jump or fall off the tallest thing? <laughs> um, and if not, if your if your answer is no, who will jump or fall off something taller? Well. Uh, I think Shane will fall, but I don't think it'll be the biggest fall of them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, I mean, Kevin Owens, he still promised me he was going to jump off that pirate ship, so I'm waiting. Well, there you go. You think Kevin Owens is going <laughs> to jump it's off something taller? Mike, I yeah. agree. Shane McMahon will somehow jump or fall off the top of this thing, but he will be the tallest, highest jump faller <laughs> um, out of them all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it could be. If he falls off the top of the cage through an announce table, that's a pretty good fall. Pretty good fall. Pretty good fall. But, uh, I mean, Braun should win, right? Even though we don't care, he should win. <laughs> oh, yeah. Braun Strowman's going to win. Yeah. 
Uh, but at the end of the day, we'll be like, whatever, and then we'll move on. Yeah, no, we'll whatever. It did nothing. Even, even that, like, Shane O'Mac-Miz match from two Manias ago. Remember the one with Mr. Potato Head? Yeah, like, see, that had something to that it. That had something we to all, it. Like, it was Shane Miz's Mc- father was forever on a t-shirt. We love him. I, I know. Braun just, yeah, neither one of these guys are bringing. Nobody, and neither, you know what's bothered me, I think, more? Neither of these guys have addressed Raw Underground. And they were two of the driving forces behind Raw Underground. <laughs> I don't think anyone's gonna address Raw Underground anymore. Well, ever. we'll leave we'll leave that to the uh, the nerds at home. <laughs> Mike, that means we have our final match of night one. This will be our main event uh, because uh, this is the WWE Championship that we're talking about here. It's deserving of the main event. We are talking about Bobby Lashley, our champion. Uh, taking on Drew McIntyre. Um, will Cedric Alexander and the other guy, Shelton Benjamin, be banned from ringside? We're not. We still assume so. No reason well, to think they're not. Uh, but this will be Bobby Lashley's first title defense since winning his championship uh, a few weeks back. Um, yeah, MVP. He'll be there though mm-hmm. with his cane strutting around. But uh, yeah, this match. If it's not the main event, I feel like it could be the opening match too to kick off with a big bang. That'd be a bang, yeah. Yeah, but uh, either way, who's gonna win? Uh, I feel like they, even though Bobby Lashley's hasn't had it that long, I feel like they want to give it to Drew to give him that crowning moment in front of the crowd he didn't have last year. You know what, Mike? And I was thinking the same thing here. You know, uh, Drew McIntyre's Drew, the Drew McIntyre uh, Rumble to Mania push last year was wild. One of the best. I mean, one of the best Rumbles we will ever see. He got mm-hmm. to be a part of, and you're right. Maybe he never quite had that moment uh, that he should have. Certainly, the, the the moment that he deserved. And I think you could be in the right boat. I think Drew McIntyre could be the guy to go over, um, to go over our boy Bobby Lashley here. Uh yeah. So yeah. Drew, crowning champ. And making him three-time, wow, three-time WWE champion. That'd be great. We have two more bets to cover while we are here. Um, because Mike, we are looking at our most likely returns. Now, a return could happen kind of at any time. It could be a fucking while somebody's coming down and end, while somebody's walking down the ramp. It could be at the end of a match, you know, when that music hits. Uh, or yeah. it could just kind of, you know, be. But and but I mean something significant enough in a way that they are uh, involved enough. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mike, I'm gonna give one to you right here. Because uh, there's a lot of beef. There's a lot of beef in this ring <laughs> when we're talking about our main event of night one. Bobby Lashley taking on Drew McIntyre. And why not? It's been uh, 372 days since we've seen one of the beefiest boys in professional wrestling. That's right. We're talking about Brock Lesnar. Ooh, baby. I think Brock Lesnar will be making his return at some point in this match, whether he costs Bobby Lashley the victory, um, whether he beats down Drew at the end. I think those are the two most likely options. Uh, But you know Brock wasn't coming back until people were there. And as soon as people were there, you knew he was coming back. Um, So for that reason, I think Brock Lesnar will make his return this Saturday. Interesting. And uh, now that Paul Heyman is so deeply rooted with Roman Reigns, where does that leave Brock on his own? They can be on different shows, right? I mean, he can. Yeah, he can work double duty. Paul Heyman, I mean. But uh, <laughs> Oh, oh, I was thinking, oh, uh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, Paul Heyman could go. Yeah, Brock's on Raw. 
But uh, yeah, that could be a big return. Uh, I'm going to go with a different one. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned earlier, Bailey is uh, shockingly absent from this show after having that fantastic title reign last year. Uh, but you know, sometimes during WrestleMania, they just have impromptu matches booked, right? Someone just comes out, like The Rock fought Eric Rowan a few years ago, <laughs> pinned him in three seconds. So uh, I think Bailey should come out and just be all, hey man, what the fuck? Why am I not on WrestleMania? I want to fight someone right now! And then the music hits, the big return. Whoa! <laughs> Becky Lynch is back. Uh, hot off the p- pooping out a baby. <laughs> the medical terms. Medical terms, yeah. Uh, she could just come down, have a quick little squash, beat Bailey, and then they're on WrestleMania. Everyone's happy. And she's protected. Oh, of course. Yeah, you're allowed to lose to Becky. You're allowed to lose to Becky Lynch at Mania impromptuly. That's okay. Yeah. You know, have like a 30-second arm breaker. Boom. Everyone's losing their minds. No one thought Becky Lynch would be here. Yeah, I know. That would, that, that, would, that would be a lot of fun because we know that she's coming back uh, sooner rather than later. We know it would have to happen eventually. Someday. Yeah. Uh, one more one more bet here before we move over to night two of, uh, mm-hmm. of WrestleMania because um, if, if you've been there before, you return. But if you've never been there at all, then you have to debut. Mike, so this one be here. Most likely a debut. So what I mean by this would be somebody who we've never seen on Raw or SmackDown who we now see on Raw or SmackDown. This could also be something like interfering. This could be, uh, yeah, post-match, pre-match. This could, this could be some kind of, hey, they happen to be backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of these categories, Mike, like we said, uh, well, actually, like you said, you know, Paul Heyman's on uh, on SmackDown doing his things with Roman Reigns. Uh, who's going to be there to talk for Brock Lesnar? Uh, well, Mike, I've got a big old basket, and I'm going to put all of my eggs in them because premiering alongside Brock Lesnar is none other than former UFC heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier. He will be, he will be, not only does he fit seamlessly in these brick shit houses at the top of this WWE championship uh, scene, um, he is that voice. He's the voice we haven't heard on, uh, in professional wrestling, but we've heard it in UFC fighting. He's got the smile. He's got the charisma. And I think he would kind of be that perfect balance for Brock Lesnar. Um, you know, have, they both have a very similar story. And I just, I'm just seeing the top of this WWE Championship card, the biggest dudes on the fucking planet. Uh, Daniel Cormier, we'll see him night one, WrestleMania. <laughs> All right. I like it. Uh, well... So, you want a surprise appearance? Uh, yes, I do. It's me. I want all the surprises. I want all the smoke. <laughs> I'll go something crazy Thank that uh, probably could never, ever happen. <laughs> um, but, if, you know, if you're you going to say Daniel... Kota Ibushi, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to turn off the show. <laughs> no, no. This might even be crazier than <laughs> oh, that. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, you pick Daniel Cormier. You know, he's a big guy. Goes pairs along well with, uh, with Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Both very famous fighters. Uh, but we got that universal title match main event coming up that we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but one of the guys on the smaller end of that match is Daniel Bryan. Um, so let's say he gets the big win here and he's celebrating and then who shows up from behind and hits him with a chair? The notorious one, Conor McGregor. 
What the hell is he doing here? Can you believe that? Wow. Wow. Well, hey, we both went. Our minds are in the same place, though. We're both going <laughs> UFC fighters. Uh, yeah. That sort of seems to be, yeah, when you kind of the, the perfect mix of celebrity and fighter that WWE really likes. Mm-hmm. You know, they've. Uh... It's it's the fight game. They're both involved in the fight game. Right? Exactly. Yeah, and you know, of course, SmackDown <laughs> being on Fox, like that's more. That's that's a bigger. That's bigger than USA Network. It's the fucking. And truth. that would cause that would cause headlines around the world. Ratings Conor spikes shows all over the fucking planet. That would be uh, yeah. that'd be huge. Because <laughs> I do think one day we will see him in some capacity in WWE ring, whether it's for a match or for a thing, you know. We saw Mayweather. We saw Fury. We saw all these other guys. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that mix, which they like doing. So yeah. uh, who knows? We can see that. And that was fantastic. <laughs> but that was uh, that was only night one. That was only night one. We got some more matches to get to. Some more bets. So let's just jump right into this night two. Uh, well, we'll just kick off the show with a fun match. That uh, these guys—they've been going at it for years and years and years. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. It's a regular singles match, but I still feel like they're going to find a way to fight out around the ringside into the crowd. Because, like I said earlier, Kevin Owens has to jump off that pirate ship. <laughs> so, uh, that's the time to do it. But uh, Logan Paul's going to be there. Uh, I think he'll interfere, help Sami Zayn, and that could be the cause of Sami getting the win. With, with uh, Yeah, Logan Paul nailing Kevin with a kendo stick. Yeah, who know who knows could who could be the victor here? Uh, but yeah, with a, with only seven matches on the night, there is a chance that these guys could actually fight for eighteen minutes, and not eleven like they would probably get on uh, on another on another WrestleMania, you know, in a, on in an alternate timeline. Uh, these guys have been fighting for years. It would be nice to see Sami Zayn get a win. Yeah, I think uh, I think he might have won last year the Intercontinental on WrestleMania. Was that last year? Him and Brian. Oh God, that feels like a so. fucking lifetime ago. If you're right, yeah. Wow. I think so. Wow. Well, there you have it. Uh, okay. So that's your opener match. Let's go next to Riddle defending his United States Championship against Sheamus. Uh, you know, I think this is just going to be a good, heavy hitting, good brawler style match. Could really go either way. Uh, which brings me to one of my prop bets here, because. I don't think it's going to be intentional, but will someone bleed over the course of these two nights? I say someone's going to get busted open in this match. Someone's lips going to get cut. Some of these big knee strikes is going to connect. And uh, Riddle or Sheamus is going to be bleeding from the nose or face somehow. Riddle or... No blade jobs, though. No blade jobs. No blade do jobs, just an <laughs> actual uh, an actual bleeding. Yeah. Someone's going to bleed, though. Someone, someone will bleed. <laughs> Do you bleed? Uh, this is a great one. Who's going to bleed? Who is it going to be? Uh, I think the Rand Man's going down. Yeah. The Rand Man's coming the up with blood be. coming off from somewhere. I mean, if you count fake blood, if he starts coughing it up, that could... No, that's motor oil. I'm talking <laughs> okay. about blood. <laughs> yeah, something brutal's going to happen. He'll bleed somehow. All right. Um, yeah, let's, get, let's do another prop bet while we're here. Uh, on either night, is there anything uh, that you could see as actually being the most likely uh, submission victory? Huh. Not many steps on this card. Certainly no submission-only matches. 
Yeah. Um, um, on this whole thing, uh, is there a performer, if anyone, who you see uh, getting a sub victory? I mean, a lot of these guys and girls, they use them. There's the bank statement. You got the hurt lock. Uh, of course, the yes lock, the Oscar lock. A lot of locks here. A lot here. of locks here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's definitely going to be a submission, I think. Um, what was the phrasing of the bet? Uh, Will there be a submission? Yeah, no, who's the most likely most for a likely? submission victory? Um, I go with... The most likely, I'll say Sasha Banks taps out Belair. With that big old bank statement. Yeah. Because other ones, like Brian could win without the yes lock. He could do the knee and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So most likely. Most likely. You know what? I'm going to uh, stick on the women's side of the action, but I'm actually looking to another match that will happen this evening. I think Natalia will get will get either Shayna or Nia in that sharpshooter. <laughs> and uh, and take him down that way. I don't think you're, Tamina has you're a doubling down. I'm really doubling down. I have a couple where I'm doubling down. I really don't think yeah. Tamina has a finisher besides do the thing my murderer father did. Samoan drop maybe. Uh, so no, that's uh, that's that's Nia's finisher. Um, I mean they're both Samoa. So I, I think I think I think Natalia's going to take that one. Well, I'm going the opposite on that match. I think they're going to be the first team eliminated. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's continue this booking. Of night two, uh, because up next we've got Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending against the winner of those tag team turmoils. Uh, so it could be anyone, um, but yeah, we've just said who I think it won't be and who you do think it will be. Mm-hmm. So either way, I just hope a new champion is crowned. As long as a new champion is crowned, you yeah. don't mind. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the new, yeah, I think new champ too. I'm just kind of going for Natalia Tamina. I guess you're going for Lana Naomi, and we kind of hope for the best. <laughs> exactly. Let's uh, let's do a quick bet while we're here, though. Yes. Uh, we are talking match lengths for this one. Uh, so it's kind of like a, I have a couple here for you, and they're kind of like a two-part question. Uh, which one do you think? Uh, which match will be the shortest? And uh, how long do you think that, or how short do you think that will be? Yeah, uh, there's two options I'm considering. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The one, because we still don't know what the fuck The Fiend versus Orton is. <laughs> so between the bell time and if it's actually just like a short little, or if there's all this presentation there, I don't know. Um, so I could go with that, but. Do you have an? Uh, do you have a pick? Yeah, I've got my pick all ready to go here, um, <laughs> because uh, looking at match lengths times, uh, a short match is a squash, or they really don't know what's going on. And I'm looking on this card. I don't see any squashes in front mm-hmm. of me, but I see a whole a whole hell of a lot of we don't know what's going on. And for that reason, uh, the women's tag team championship match on night two. Uh, will last nine minutes. Nine minutes. Uh, okay. I will finalize my pick. Mm-hmm. I will say that uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison will be short but sweet. You know, they'll get like a four-minute entrance and then have a seven-minute and three-second match <laughs> <laughs> where Bunny gets some fun moves in and they get a quick win. Yeah. I mean, it feels like this. I was going to say Braun and Shane, but having the only stipulation makes it feel like it's going to be a little bit longer. 
Yeah. You know, like they wouldn't use the cage if it was only going to be for five minutes. Or maybe they would. Uh, and they're going to surprise us all. <laughs> okay. Let me get back on my card here. So we're on to Big E defending his Intercontinental Championship against Apollo Crews in a Nigerian drum fight. Which we, uh, we don't really know. Maybe the ring will be surrounded with Nigerian drums and they can smash each other in them. <laughs> uh, to me, it, it just feels like it's going to be a no DQ. Anytime it's like Chicago street fight, uh, St. Patrick's Day brawl, Nigerian street, <laughs> it all means the exact same thing. It all means no DQ and we'll put a couple props around the ring. So that's like kind of, I think, how I interpret that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to Google an image of a Nigerian drum. I, yeah, I picture a big drum. Expected it. Yeah, it's like the thing that Tracy had in Sam's house. Oh, okay. His, yeah, yeah. I can picture that. Yeah, when they Kong um, like Yeah, just put a couple of those around the ring. You can slam each other into them. Yeah, and um, it's weird. I mean, Big E won this Intercontinental Championship last year, like in 2020. Like it's been probably four months now. Still doesn't feel like he's kind of gotten that. Uh, you know, that momentum that he could have. Uh, so maybe he can take a big win here and kind of take that momentum going forward. That would be nice. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what uh, yeah the, the the ceiling is on this new Nigerian prince, Apollo Crews. What his deal is. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, I think I'd like to see Biggie get the win here. Um, yeah. And just kind of hope for the best there. Uh, let's go to the Raw Women's Championship match. Asuka defending against Rhea Ripley, which this kind of just all came together. This was supposed to be Lacey versus Charlotte, right? Well, I, that's what that's what you. I think that <laughs> was what it felt like. It <laughs> yeah, was going to be. But, uh, I mean, we're happy Rhea Ripley got called up. It took a while, and they kind of just threw her into this. But at the end of the day, the the wrestling can deliver, and uh, I think we'll get a great match. But uh, Ripley could win. Who knows? Yeah, I win. hope Ripley's going to win, uh, really just to, I mean, fuck, I mean, it's just the hope that, you know, fr throw some fresh blood in there, and then maybe it'll kind of turn into something better. You know, it's like that yeah. kind of thing. It's like, you know, and Oscar can put on a great match with anybody, maybe it's like a little bit of that. You know, it's sort of like starting off the new year on the right foot with Rhea Ripley as your champion. Yeah, and... um yeah, that could be good because we still. Uh, yeah, she's got a bit of an edge to her. She's not quite a heel, but she's. Yeah, a, she's kind of tweener enough that we can make our decision. Yeah, we can kind of book her against anyone at the moment. Yeah, and then have it kind of work either way going forward. Uh, let's move on to another bet. We were yes. talking about a few here. Uh, we were talking about the sleeper hit of the show. The um, you know I guess the best match that hasn't really been booked well going into it but it could actually end up uh being something strong mike and i think there's no better example of a sleeper hit than oscar and rhea ripley uh it's kind of like that mix too of giving like the main roster fans a chance to see rhea ripley who's somebody you got we're all quite familiar with and we're all quite familiar with her skills and for relatively no build to this match we still have two performers in this ring who know what the hell they're doing yeah yeah, no, I think this is the one that I would go with as well. Uh, yeah, for people that don't know much about Ripley, they're going to, I mean, she did was on WrestleMania last year, but it's been a whole year since we've seen her on the main roster. So, yeah, 
they'll see what she can do. Uh, yeah, that'll be the sleeper hit. Yeah, that'll be the but- sleeper hit of uh, of the show. Of the show, Mike. Uh, two more bets here. We were talking about uh, you know just kind of being in front of fans. We were we were talking about how we don't know how people are going to respond to certain performers. Right? Like, is Bianca Belair going to get cheered like we think she should? Or I think my biggest (laughs) question going in, will Roman Reigns be booed like we think he should? (laughs) I really don't know. So let's just ask it right now. Uh, We have the most cheered and the most booed. Now this is this is a kind of up for interpretation here. Um, I really think more it's sort of like who's well, it's the ear test. It's the ear test, and maybe you know how how, how will crowd reactions test. will they be consistent with what we kind of think should be going forward? Anyways, uh, I'm gonna start off. Uh, I'll kick off this one here, Mike, um, because I think exactly like we thought. Um, this guy's getting booed for all the right reasons for the first time in his life. I think Roman Reigns will be the most booed here on the card. Just because I don't feel like anyone's that bad enough. <laughs> also, like, I feel like he's the biggest baddie by far. Um, yeah. And he's the last one people might want to win in this Universal Championship match. He's definitely the biggest baddie, but I feel like he's almost too good at it. That there's going to be a portion of the crowd that's going to cheer him because he's so good at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, But he will, I still think, get a lot more boost than cheers. But I think there'll be other guys who get a higher majority, um, including one that always gets booed. I'm going to think The Miz is going to get a ton of boost. The Miz. He's been boot- getting booed yeah. for years. Yeah. The Miz. I'll go with The Miz. And by association, Morrison. Just he said. <laughs> yeah. Just poor, poor, poor Mo. And hopefully Nia and Shayna get some good booze as well. But I think people don't care enough about them. Yeah, I don't even want to waste to the give it all. They don't even want to waste their breath. That's the match that you go take a piss <laughs> for. Uh, let's move across the board, right? Because if you can have negative reactions, you can have positive reactions. So let's get to our most cheered. Is this most cheered? Most yes. cheered. Uh, this, one. this one was easy for me, just because yeah, you can't too. not cheer them or not <laughs> boo them. It really doesn't matter what side of the field that he's on and the way that he's inserted himself into what will probably, that could be our main event. Uh, I'm talking Daniel Bryan. There's no way he doesn't get yesed the fuck out of that building. Yeah, it's going to be insane. It's going to be awesome. The visual is going to be there. Everyone's hands are going to be pointing up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whether he wins or loses, we'll still get that entrance oh, pop. Oh, it's all about so the entrance pop. We're, we're <laughs> Yeah, it's all about that. Yeah, so it's going to be awesome. But let's move on. we got two more matches here, and there's a couple bets to tie in. So let us go on to The Fiend taking on Randy Orton as of this moment in a singles match. But anything could happen between now and then. You know, it could start backstage as a segment, and then Randy gets transformed through this magical world, and it ends up back in the ring. But... Uh, Somehow or another, I think this is going to lead to the prop bet of the most pyro usage on the show. Whether it's in the entrance or the actual match, if we're going to get some fireballs or even the fiend just coming out if he has a big entrance. I think there's going to be lots of flames to represent how charred and broken he is now. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't heard about a stip if there is a stip for this match. I'm really surprised we haven't heard about anything. 
Um, because I think, you know, for a while now we have, we have sort of almost like very reassuringly told ourselves like this will be pre-taped, but I guess what are they going to tell us on fucking Twitter that it's pre-taped? I, I really don't know. And how are they going to play it off with all the, like all the magic and the fun and of course the live element of it all. God, yeah. the fiend and has to get the win. Yeah. And if he, had, if it is a match wrestling in that whole bodysuit, that's going to be tough. Like that's gonna be hard. <laughs> I, that's gonna be hard. Uh, yeah, because this could—I mean, this could kind of almost be a send-off for the fiend. Also, the way in which they've turned his character into this thing that relies on a pre-filming edited elements is—is is this the end of you know this kind of current iteration of the fiend? Maybe how like how do we return this guy to live? Well. I think this is the beginning of this version of the Fiend. Okay. Now that he's all burnt and broke. Yeah. I mean, Alexa just keeps talking for him for now, but mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I'm expecting a spectacle, though. Yeah. Expect a <laughs> spectacle. Um, yeah. That's great. That's great. But that leaves us with only one last match. Uh, and I think we all know this is the main event of the weekend, of the night, of the year. Uh, the triple threat universal title match Roman Reigns defending against Edge and Daniel Bryan uh, you know we all talked about it already Daniel Bryan he's the hero I think we'd all love to see him win but this could go any which way this match this yeah this will be the one that nobody will get right uh, who knows <laughs> what the fuck will happen uh, but either way it's three of the strongest performers out there going at it Daniel Bryan, who can do no wrong. Roman Reigns, who's just been on this. Not only has, like, this character been fantastic, but, like, it's just great that the character can finally back up all the in-ring ability he already had. Like, you never yeah. used to watch a Roman Reigns. Remember Roman Reigns with, like, the bulletproof vest Roman Reigns? You never watched one of those <laughs> matches and said it was bad. You were just kind of, like, not sold on his motivation. And now yeah. we finally have that perfect mix of the two, the Roman Reigns motivation uh, with that uh, that in-ring ability that we all know is fucking through the roof. Yeah, can't wait for this main event match, which uh, leads us into another bet, because I'm going to say that this one will be the longest match of the weekend, clocking in at over 30 minutes. 32 13 32 I love how specific you are with all of these uh, Mike you're right I also think that this will be the longest match not only with what's at stake the performers who are involved uh, but yeah I think this is going to clock in at 35 minutes I think they're going to let these guys fucking go especially on this card where I see some you know I mean I already saw pegged my shortest match I'm if Fiend and Randy is pre-recorded, then you know, we can we can kind of cap that at like 12 minutes. You know that could be a quick one too. Leave mm -hmm. all the time in the world for this main event. Um and yeah, it's gonna be a it's just gonna be a banger. What did you say? You said 32, 13. Yeah, perfect. I hey well we gotta you know I gotta write all this down. Yeah, so we'll be sure that. So we can be sure to cover it, Mike. So I'm going to lead in, before we kind of get to our predictions for the match, I'm going to lead this in with, uh, we only have a couple more bets here. We're talking about the most pyro. Uh, somewhere between the way things used to be and the exploding barbed wire death match. It's kind of what we're looking for, right? <laughs> Just like a little bit more that, you know, who's going to get the most, yeah. Mike? And I think. The man who, the performer who I think will receive the most pyro will be once he wins.
the Universal Championship, and Daniel Bryan <laughs> stands up on Ron, the post of the ring, and it's like it's like fire's gonna go off with every single yes he does. It's just gonna be like <laughs> just emerging from all corners, you know, because they you know they're they're not certainly not at max capacity. They they'll have these large pockets where nobody can sit. They're just gonna be filled with fucking flamethrowers, Elon Musk level flamethrowers just gonna spurt up every time we're saying yes it's gonna be the biggest moment of the professional wrestling year when daniel bryan walks home with the universal championship yes i do think there will be a grand explosion for the end of wrestlemania but uh yeah i think i said earlier i think that the fiend will he'll get some crazy fire in there who knows what we'll get during the entrance during the match but i think there'll be a lot of pyrotechnics for the fiend yeah, I mean he's the fire guy. Yeah, literally. Uh, yeah. And that leaves us. I mean, we predicted who we think is going to win the match, or anyone can really win. I'll be happy either way, if as long as they deliver. Yeah, and and it will. Which they will. I bet it, it will. will. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so I guess that was the whole card. But final bet, you know, of course, it is over two nights. No longer do we have to sit through one eight-and-a-half-hour-long WrestleMania. Now we can sit through as many as we want. So there's two nights. Here it is. It begins at 8 p.m. Eastern. So what we're looking for is from 8 p.m. until, you know, the little credits come up in the bottom right-hand corner. And then it's off the air. That, That minute... And then we will take both, and then we'll do that again for night two. We will add them both together. <laughs> I just want to be sure on how this is actually going to go down, you know, just so we can make sure. Uh, so, Mike, I would love to hear your total runtime for both nights combined. So, yeah, total runtime. Uh, so, you want me to add the two times together? Exactly. Yeah. It's total. It's total. <laughs> okay. It's total time for, between both yes. nights. Well, that would get us to six hours and 55 minutes. 6.55? Yes. Six hours, 55 minutes. Okay. Did you, uh, I, now I, now I, now I didn't split mine up. Did you have, uh, did you have different, yes. um, like, yeah, which one was longer, which one was shorter? Night two is longer. Okay. Just by virtue of it being the culmination. So it, that would be uh, three hours, 34 minutes. And night one would be three hours, 21 minutes. Okay. Okay. That's great. <clears throat> That's great, Mike. Um, I, on the other hand, um, I went with a little more evenly round number. Uh, I think that uh, our total runtime is going to be eight hours. Oh. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I see one card being longer than the other as much so as I just picture midnight is a nice time to call it in. You know, call it a night <laughs> at midnight. It makes sense. Eight plus four, 12. We all get it. Uh, and the kids can, uh, you know, they can go to bed before school. Well, unless they want to stay up for that Jericho unless Steve Austin. Unless they're staying up for Jericho Steve Austin, in which case we support you, kids. Yeah, you'll be up till like two in the morning. <laughs> That's okay, though. It's WrestleMania week. WrestleMania week. Your parents will let you stay up a little late. Uh, But wow, that was the entire preview card. Yeah, what a show it's going to be. Even if the stories and builds weren't that great, the wrestling should be pretty good. Yeah. And the crowd is going to be hot the whole time. So it's going to be. Oh, the crowd's going to. The crowd's the most important part, which we're looking forward to. Mm -hmm. But that was the podcast. That was the whole show. 
Oh my lord. Uh, thanks for listening. Again, uh, tune into WrestleMania. We'll be back with another show, uh, probably just to recap Stand and Deliver, maybe. And then, of course, you know, AEW's still going on. So we still will yeah. have to cover that we'll at throw one in point. Throw in a quick dynamite like BTS. And then uh, we'll be back. Probably the show you'll hear after that will be the Mania, probably Mania review alongside um, Monday uh, Monday Night Raw. The yeah. follow. And then from now on, no more Wednesday Night War. Yeah, no more Wednesday Night War. So we'll have to adjust our show once again. But that's okay, folks. Thanks for <laughs> listening. Remember, you can rate, review, like, subscribe. The podcast is all over the place. Uh, and everyone, just have a great WrestleMania week. Have a great weekend. It's, yes, enjoy. It's supposed to be a beautiful... If you're living in Southern Ontario, it's supposed to be sunny and warm and a beautiful time to stay inside. Yeah, if you were thinking about watching the Masters, well, you can probably watch it during the day. And yeah, I yeah, yeah, you can probably watch it during the day. But you're, you're going to have to have that second, that, that second laptop open if you want to watch, you know, the Raptors game or the uh, the Leafs game or something. The you Jays, know. yeah, all that. The Jays, because yeah. sports are back, but uh, this is more important. Of course, this week. Okay, folks. Well, thanks Bye. for listening. And, Mike, uh, you take care of yourself. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Hey,